Hello. Welcome to Dragon Palsy. I'm Stacy. And I'm Nick. <laughs> it's gonna make me fucking laugh every time. That's the point. <laughs> uh this month was a very exciting month. So we, exciting. <laughs> we did big robots. So hype. It was a lot of fun. And we barely even scratched the surface. There's a lot of series that we didn't get to. Um, we watched Gurn Lagan, Big O, and then Gundam Unicorn and Gundam Witch for Mercury. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, I know a lot of people are going to be listening. Our four listeners are going to be listening and be like, what about Evangelion? Like, that's a big one. Like, we didn't get to those. We'll probably revisit it. Yeah, Evangelion might be its own episode. It might be honest. Because there's like the show and then the movies. Yeah, and there's like four separate endings. So Yeah. We didn't touch it. We're <laughs> I also I also don't need I don't need that evil in my life right now. Oh my god. It's it's too much. There's a lot that's going on in that. I've started it a couple times, so I've never watched the whole thing. Yeah, well I mean we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But yeah, this this month I I was really excited for robots just in general. Yeah, for sure. They're sick because robots are fucking sick. It's fucking. This was a sick ass month. Yeah, cool anime the whole time. But I've never like really taken a deep dive into the Gundam series. Like right. I used to watch it, uh, like nostalgia, nostalgia bits. Uh, back in the day, Gundam bits. On... <laughs> we'll get to there. Okay. Uh, back in the day, Toonami late at night. Sometimes Gundam would come on. I think at that time it would have been Gundam Wing. Yeah, Gundam Wing would be a, the like the Inuyasha of the Gundam <laughs> series. Whatever Toonami's playing at our time. Which, like, I never saw Gundam, but Big O was mine. Where, like, I watched it in bits. And gun bits. Gun bits. Hey! You <laughs> can't... Yeah, yeah. Knock me for making the joke and then make it right <laughs> after me, you piece of shit. Because um, I I remember watching Big O, but like no one else had ever heard of it. Yeah. Right. And I was like, I, and I like, we'll talk about Big O more later, but like basically it wasn't um, finished when I watched it. So I only watched the first season. There wasn't right. a second season. And I was like, I remember watching it, but it didn't make any sense. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, but Big O was real. I was like, I remember describing it to you, saying, I watched this big mech anime, and it was, like, film noir, and no one else has ever heard of it, and you hadn't heard of it either. I hadn't heard of it, uh, but I definitely remember, like, imagery. Big O. From it. The robot is very distinctive. Showtime! <laughs> The robot's very d distinctive. It Roger is. Smith is a very distinctive character. Dorothy's a very distinctive character. Best so anime character of all time. I <laughs> fucking love Dorothy. <laughs> She's fantastic. So we started this journey with Gundam Unicorn. And well, I watched Gurren Lagan first. Oh, that's right. Okay. We'll get Gurren Lagan out of the way. Let's cause... get Gurren Okay. So Gurren Lagan is by Trigger. Who yeah. Does Kill a Kill. Kill a Kill. And. What was the other one? They've uh, done a bunch of other stuff, but like, yeah, Little Witch Academia. They did those movies. There's a lot of very like fast animation. A lot of some people would call it like messy animation, but I don't know. I like it. And it's usually just it's very actiony. Yeah. Very... Way over the top. 
But the general premise of Gurren Lagann is you have the main character, Simon, mm-hmm. and he... And his- Buraza. His brother, uh, Kamina. Kamina. They are underground in this society that seems like maybe there's, they're at most, there's like 200 people. And they are kind of just like digging and existing underground. And then this big robot busts through the ceiling. And <coughs> then there's a big there's, robot fight. Yeah. And there's a sexy lady that comes through the c- ceiling too. Yeah. And that's Yoko. Yeah. Uh, and Simon earlier in like the first episode had found this like little robot head. But like regardless, it it follows a very like linear, no 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 frills plot line where Simon and it just gets progressively more powerful with his mech, and right. Then well, it goes they, buck wild. They go to this. They get to the surface because they live underground, and there's this kind of belief that there is no surface, right? Right. That, like living underground is all we have. And then the robot, and you find out that the the surface world is overrun by beast men that are in robots, and basically they kill all the humans that get to the surface. Right. And so the 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 plot of the show is them being like. Humans deserve to live on the surface too. And so they go and they like fight the beastmen and like, right. And then it kind of like snowballs from there. Yeah. It, it's, it's a very fun show. It's a very like, it doesn't, it doesn't expect more from us. It <laughs> Watching it did make me stupider. I, it's not. It killed brain cells. <laughs> like there's. It's big fight. Yeah. It, you know, it's, I don't think it's bad. Like in terms of like, I don't think the message is bad. No. I think, no. um, yeah, because it's you, there's some parts that made me nervous, but then by the end I was like, oh, okay, because it's just about like you know reaching your limits, not being an eco fascist, yeah, um, <laughs> and and fighting the moon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, girl, look on is fun. I I will. I had tried to watch it multiple times before sitting down and forcing myself to watch it yeah. this time. And finally getting through it. So it was, it kind of, I, I think it kind of like, it starts really strong and then it kind of, you know, gets a little blah. But then the, the final arc is like really, really good. Yeah. Like, I love the ending. And it's, it's super easy to, to digest because it's like there's 20... two full clip episodes. Yeah. And there's like 26 episodes. Yeah. So like for perspective, I've seen the show probably three times four times at this point and i recently we watched it for this episode and i watched like all of it within like two days yeah i just was working and then watched yeah, it while it works from background. home you can watch anime at home i cannot i have to go <laughs> into the office nice. and be a slave <laughs> um so i i would give i'm gonna be kind of mean i'm gonna give girl girl and Lagon like a four a four a four out of seven uh, you said mean, so I thought you were gonna say three. Oh no! Like I mean, I like it, but it's it, it's like popcorn. It's like junk food. Like I really okay. So overall, I give it a four. The ending, I give like a solid five or six. Like yeah. the ending was really good, and if if the whole show was just like the last the last seven episodes, it would be much higher. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I I would probably the ending's fucking ridiculous. The ending it's is so ridiculous. fucking cool. <laughs> uh, I would. I'd probably drop it in probably around five. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I just think like like it is junk food, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It's and it, it has its place for that reason. So that's yeah. that's why I give it a five. Uh, if you get to episode four, there is a very steep drop in animation quality, but it's only for that episode. It's literally just because like one. I got to that episode. It looks like a fan animation made on Flash <laughs> in like 2008. Yeah, totally, totally so if you're does. if you're watching it and you're like, what is happening? Just It's literally just that episode. It sucks because you have to watch that episode. It's not yeah. like one of the ones you can skip. There are characters that they introduce. They, they introduce like semi main characters in that episode. They absolutely do. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there. Maybe some deeper research for that. Well, I mean, there's two full clip episodes, so I think there might have been budgetary constraints. That's um, fair. Yeah. But yeah, it was I, I thought it was like having a stroke. I was like, is, is my brain bleeding? Like, why <laughs> does the animation look like this? Um, The next show we watched and we watched Big O together. Big O. Yeah. Big O is an interesting big oh! <laughs> show time. <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's a journey. It's a. It's Big an experience o is the most different of the shows that we watched. Oh, because, for sure. Like, and it's I think it's one of the more like one of the most unique big mech animes because like they all have different tones, but they're all roughly the same. Like they all have yeah. there. It's about like something happens, like you use up the resources or whatever. People go to space because they need more resources in space. Mechs are made because they're in space and you need mechs to survive in space. And then, like, it sucks. And then mechs become fighting machines. And Big O isn't like that. Big O, the vibe is it's less sci-fi, more film noir. It's very heavily influenced by, like, the early Batman animated mm -hmm. season, animated series. Well, the basic premise of Big O is that in Paradigm the city, city paradigm city a city of amnesia a city of amnesia he says these lines throughout every, every, every fucking episode, episode every episode it's it's like paradigm city is a city of amnesia and i'm the city's top negotiator <laughs> roger smith <laughs> <laughs> so the the underlying premise being like it is a city of amnesia right. like everybody that is left in the world yeah has lost their memories and it's been like 50 years yeah since 40 they years lost... ago yeah, something 40. happened and everyone's memory was deleted all there's no records of anything that happened past 40 years ago yeah there's <laughs> there's androids like human sized robots and then there's also big robots yeah and nobody knows what the big robots are for or where they came from or where they came from and that's kind of because it has this like film noir mystery aspect. And so it's it's very heavily uh, influenced by like Batman, Gargoyles, like that genre of like dark comic book animated cartoons. Yeah, the animation style is very similar as well. Yeah, it's it, I mean, it's fun. It's different. It is different. Dorothy is the she's an android. She kind of she's introduced in the first episode as kind of a sidekick, but like not in the same energy as a sidekick. Yeah, I she is my favorite anime character of all time. I she <laughs> fucking she she has this like I will talk about more of it in the spoiler section, but she has this kind of like deadpan energy that just like absolutely gives me life. 
Yeah. She's a fantastic character. Hilarious. <laughs> Roger Smith, you piece of shit. <laughs> um, but so I I like I remember watching it as a kid. Mm -hmm. I don't I I didn't remember any I just remember it. It was just like lodged in my memories. And so I, I wanted to rewatch it and there was a second season out now. And then there was only the first season out um originally. And so I finished it. I finally finished the series. I actually finished it the, like this morning. Yeah. Like, at like five o'clock. Um, and I don't know if I feel closure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was okay. And it, I I liked it. I, I like it just because it's novel. I like it because it's different. It's definitely like a. it has a very different vibe than any other mech anime. Yeah. Um, it's very unique. It's very unique just in like there's not a lot of anime that has that film noir vibe. Right. Um, so it's, it's different. It's fun. It's goofy. Uh, it, it's film noir, but it's not super serious. Like it is no, quite goofy. It is. Yeah. It does. It, it has like Batman Saturday morning cartoons vibes yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's like a, there's like a Joker guy who's like silly. And then there's, yeah. like, there's kind of like silly cartoony cackly villains. I, I think it's kind of the same. As Gurren Lagan, like four, four point five out of seven Dragon Balls for me. I'd, I think I'm gonna take your rating as well. I'd, I'd, I'd give that four to four point five. Yeah. Um, the like simply based on the animation. You know what? No, fuck it. Bump it down to a four because of the hands. Because of the because of the hands and also because of the fucking intro. It's oh, so we bad. didn't even talk. It has. It does have perhaps no, definitely the worst anime intro of all time. <laughs> Both in music. And in animation, yeah. it's literally like, oh, big, big O, big O, big O, big O. That's it. That's all That's it is. That's the whole song. And then the animation is just like silo black silhouettes spinning around a weird like green and orange background. Yeah. The colors they chose are just awful. It's too. awful. <laughs> It looks terrible. It looks like someone did it in like <laughs> Windows Animator or some <laughs> shit. So yeah, <laughs> I I okay fine. Yeah, F you take off a half a point just for how bad the opening was. <laughs> but I I mean like I would definitely recommend it. And it's another one like all the animes that we watched are highly digestible. Like you're not you're not sitting in front of like a hundred episodes yeah. uh, and five seasons. It's, like it's 20, it's the same as Gurren Lagan. It's 26 episodes. There's no filler episodes. You have to watch all of them. Um, it does have what I think a lot of anime has a problem with. And we were talking about this where the, the first part is really good and it really sucks you in. And then it gets like so philosophical in the second half that you're yeah. like, what is going on? <laughs> They're like, who am I? What is this? Am I a tomato? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and that the tomato thing is not a joke. That's like a real question. Yeah. Um, you know, it a lot of anime has that problem though, where it like starts off super strong and then it's like nothing is real. The universe is like an ellipses in a circle spiraling through the universe. Like is yeah. I yeah. But any like this segues really well into the kings, queens, the I, crown jewels. Part of it is I think we are being harsher on them because, like, you and I had don't have background in the Gundam franchise. 
the Gundam, the Gundam franchise fucking rips. Yeah. It like rips shit. It's so good. It's <laughs> amazing. It was so like I I like watched Gundam Unicorn and I was like flabbergasted like watching it just how fucking good it is. Yeah. Like there's the animation beautiful the soundtrack the soundtrack uh, with, during the fights yeah fucking incredible like these <laughs> these people put their whole gundusies <laughs> into <laughs> animating these shows <laughs> like gundam unicorn so fucking good yeah it was there's it, no opening for them to have ruined also <laughs> yeah just, like, they, but the soundtrack incredible like such a like i can't I can't think of like a series ever that has a soundtrack that's as good as this. Yeah, I mean Gundam Gundam is really unique in a lot of the animes that we watch uh because it has such a powerful franchise behind it. Yeah. Like the models are a huge source of income for that franchise and we both got into them hard we really fucked up <laughs> yeah we really fucked. i was like oh i'm gonna buy one model and then i formally uh, apologized to your wife <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so gundam unicorn was the first like gundam series that we both watched uh to kind of like completion we also we started gundam wing yeah, we didn't get very far. We didn't get very far there's tons of gundam series there's like and they're all relatively short um most of them run pretty like small arcs and they're their own One independent stories seasons. yeah and you don't need a ton of information to watch any of the series nick sent me an article to read for gundam unicorn and i did not read it and i got along fine yeah i i appreciated the context just because like i'm a big lore nerd it's, so you're a capricorn and you need to know <laughs> <laughs> you have to know what's going on and i'm just along for the ride yeah well, and so uh, Gundam Unicorn, <laughs> the basic premise is there is this thing called Laplace's box. It's a MacGuffin. And they are trying to find Laplace's box. Well, in, so this there's... is like a part in the timeline when a part in the Gundam timeline during the establishment of the Universal Century, which is this kind of like political move, but also kind of a spiritual move to establish a new timeline for humanity. And so you have two factions, you have the space noids and you have the earthlings and space noids are kind of an oppressed second class citizen right. that live in space and the earthlings live on earth and are kind of the ruling class more or less. So basically they like stripped all of earth for the resources and they sent all the poor people to space and yeah. there's like space colonies that are like planet like artificial planetoids right. that are like orbiting around earth and there's the major the the zeons from one of the colonies and this is where like the backstory would have helped mm -hmm. like so there is some backstory of like there's this there's this war that happened in the past and then we have the main character, his name's Benadger, mm -hmm. and he's there <laughs> <laughs> and he gets kind of embroiled with this girl who is introduced as Aubrey and she's like trying to stop a war because like this corporation is about to give the MacGuffin, M M Laplace's box to the Xeon, which is like the space rebels yeah run by full frontal <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i don't we'll we'll get into it really deep here in a bit Yeah, we can't we there's it's such a, a dense lore 
yeah. show. And like you get it's like the it's seven like hour long episodes. Like you get it. It doesn't feel overwhelming, but just like trying to talk about it. Like there is a lot of backstory yeah. getting to where you are at the beginning. And I think they like, do a really good job of showing and not telling. Yeah, it's it's really, really good. And like I would say, like it is not it's not an anime like some anime are like you can people who aren't in the anime can watch it yeah and like they'd be fine i do think that you have to like be into anime like to kind of like get through that that's very fair but like damn it's fucking good yeah i for me easily seven out of seven yeah, like you, no contest you <laughs> you called me and asked me um when <laughs> after we finished witch of mercury which is the next one we watched uh, and asked me what I would read it. And I was like, absolutely seven out of seven Dragon Balls. Yeah. It's, it's our first, our first perfect score. Per first perfect score. Cause it's fucking, it fucking deserves it. Yeah. Watch Gundam Unicorn. Yeah. It's good. You will not regret you it. You can read the article if you want. If you're a Capricorn, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> but it's really, really good. Well, I'll provide the context later. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll spoil the whole thing. Yeah. It's going to be. Yeah. But we, we really need to talk about it. So the last one we watched was Mobile Suit Gundam, which, which for Mercury. Mercury. This is the latest installment in the Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah. The most uh, recent one series. And it's in a different timeline from yeah. Unicorn. So Unicorn right. is in the Universal Century. Mobile Wing, which is like the really popular one in the United States, like a lot of people in America would be more familiar with mm -hmm. um, Gundam Wing. And that one is also in its own timeline. Right. Um, and then Witch of Mercury is in also its own timeline. Yeah. There's a lot of content in the Universal Century. That's like the original one. And there's like a lot of shit in there. Yeah. Um, but there there are like the there's things like the Gundams are consistent throughout um, all the series. Throughout all the series. But like you don't need to watch Unicorn to watch Witch of Mercury. Mitch, w w M Mitch of Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Mitch uh, stands alone. <laughs> He's an island. <laughs> so I like I really I want to be careful about Witch of Mercury because like I think we should be very vague about it. Yeah, you have a girl. Her name's Suleta, and she goes to high school. She goes to high school, and it's like Hogwarts, but there's big robots. Yeah, and. And if you listened to our shoujo episode where we talked about Utena, it's the Utena. It's Utena plot. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of Utena elements in right. in that. It's kind of wild. <laughs> so they, there's robots. They have duels. Everything is decided through these duels. Um, right. But then there's also like, you know, your regular Gundam shiesty shit that's going on in the background. Like there's big moves happening that are affecting the dynamics of this school right from the parents who are all because this is like like a fancy school yeah and the the universe for witch for mercury is a little different from the other gundam series because like in the other gundam series there's like distinct governmental powers like separate from corporate powers and granted like there was there's only one season out so there there might be more of a government presence later Maybe. in the second season. I, I'm just like a, every other series is so heavy handed about like there's federation. a federation and then there's 
there, there's a federation and then there's a corporation that has heavy influence in the federation and then there's the rebels yeah but like witcher mercury it's like very distinctly just the corporation yeah so there's several corporations that are run by like different families yeah and they're all kind of like have an uneasy alliance with each other kind mm -hmm. of like they're all competing but they're all like on the surface like getting along um, yeah it's uh, very well done the characters are great it's queer as hell another seven out of seven for me oh i i it's not over the it's we're still in the first season second season releases on the ninth so I guess first season for me would be six out of seven. Okay. I don't think it's as good as Unicorn. That's fair. I'm I'm just like, I'm so enthralled and I'm so curious about the story. I think Nick this, fell hard. Nick has I been, did fall hard. I, I'm collecting all of the figures for the series. He's in love. Yeah. Love at first sight. Like I, ever since he watched the trailer, he's been obsessed with this. Anime. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. It's really it is good. It's really good. It's really fucked up. Yeah. It is really fucked up. It like trigger warning for like a litany of things. Just <laughs> whoever wrote this show, their parents were both murdered in front of them by a birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a birthday came to their house and killed their entire family. <laughs>
this pair to Simon, this kind of like antithesis to Simon's energy. A foil. A foil. There you go. So Simon is like quiet, quite a quiet beta boy. And Kamina is Chad Alpha. (laughs) Chad Alpha. That is perfect. He's got his titties out. He doesn't wear a shirt. (laughs) Just massive He has a cape. (laughs) Yeah. And he he's uh, so fucking annoying. And I couldn't put my finger on why I didn't like him. And then I was like, he reminds me of my actual real life older brother. <laughs> Same fucking energy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, it's just Dima. <laughs> well, so they they have this kind of like relationship in the show that's established very early on. And Simon finds this face in the dirt and he shows Kamina. Uh, and he also found this like little mini drill, this little mini spiral drill, like a earlier drill in the, necklace. Yeah, earlier in the episode. And then, like we said in the beginning, a giant robot busts through the ceiling of, of their underground village. Of their underground village, and they get like they get into a fight with this big robot because obviously it's fucking shit up in their house. Yeah. Um. And Yoko, the other character, she's the sexy up. lady who busts down when the robot busts down because she's like a sniper and she's fighting the beast men. And she's 14. Don't don't tell me how old they are. Yeah. I don't want to know. Stop <laughs> it. Uh, and it's, she she is. Of, so... She is. I will get like the to the credit of the show. She is honestly the most badass character. She's awesome. But the show is so horny and it's the same with kill a kill, right? It's like horny in a weird way, but it just like, it just becomes like flesh. Like there's a scene and I have it written in my notes. um, Cause uh, basically episode five is the horny bath episode. Mm. um, And there's, they're, they're like tricked to go to this bathhouse and they're brought into this bathhouse on a conveyor belt of boobs. Like there's yeah. two rows of women, like from the entrance to like the dining table. And it's their boobs are like flapping up and down. <laughs> and that's how they're brought into the bathhouse. And I like, I, I wrote that down. Cause I was like, um, my notes for episode five are episode five, horny bath episode. There's just a lot of flesh. Gimme, which is one of the child characters that they find on their surface. Gimme sticks his finger inside Simon's ass. That's my <laughs> all my notes for episode five. I also on my notes I said Kamino would listen to Andrew Tate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's perfect to describe Kamina. So the beast man busts through the or the robot busts through the ceiling and they defeat the robot. They fight it. They fight it. And now it's like they've pierced the, the heavens. Oh yeah. The robot that they find runs on manliness. Yes. There's a point where I was kind of like listing the things that like makes the robot go um, lust, self-confidence, anger, <laughs> grief. Uh, by the end of the show, they like specify that it's kind of like the will to live. Like yeah. it's, it's the, the, the desire of the spiral, which is like the desire for evolution. Um, but yeah, (laughs) yeah. So they, they do that and they get up to the surface and when they're on the surface, they are free of the cage of the underground. Right. Right. But the surface sucks. It's just like a desert. Yeah. The surface is a desert. There's nothing. Um, and we find out that like Kamina's father had like come to the surface at one point 
yeah. with Kamina and because Kamina is like, ah, I've seen the surface because a lot of people inside of the village They're are like, like it doesn't exist. Real. There is no surface. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and things kind of like progress from there. The robot gets more powerful. There's some fights. They figure out that like the head that Simon finds can like fuse with other robots. Yeah. And it's like special power. Yeah. It has like a special power. Cause we don't like in the beginning of the show, you have no idea where this fucking spiral drill they're, robot is a spiral power. What? Yeah. Yeah. And drill, drill based robot. He has drill based powers. Yeah. And you get, there's some, awesome awesome transformation sequences uh especially when they realize that the robot can like take over other robots yes and they, they we get into the power creep stage of this very much uh, shown in anime and the power creep is very fun in yeah this i will say it is it is very it's like dragon ball in that like they get like infinitely powerful but it's like really accelerated yeah right? so 25 episodes you know yeah. like so they go they go from like being nothing underground to like literally throwing galaxies and it's absolutely fantastic yeah and so from there you have more conflict more conflict and you find out so like the beast men are kind of like this like policing force on the surface and if they right. find any humans on the surface the beast men kill them and it's like you know you get this question that's brought up in the anime like who the fuck are the beastmen? Where do they come from? Right. And, and then there's Viral coming as boyfriend. Viral is a beast man that uh, is ordered to kill this group that starts up under Kamina and uh, Simon and Yoko. The conflict that's set up is very much like in a general sense, the the will of humanity to survive, right. the, like to push against like the things that limit us and prevent humanity from extending. It's right? also like the spiral is like a metaphor for the double helix and evolution. Yeah. And it's our desire to not only survive but also like adapt to our environments and like progress as a species yeah which is like I, you know it gets a, you're getting a little like eugenics -y, so i was like oh no but they don't they don't go down <laughs> they don't that. go down that it's, path at all yeah you, you you get a little nervous when when you meet like lord spiral and he's talking about genomes and stuff and then you're and but then it's like that's as far as it goes yeah and then later it's like you're trying to limit us uh and we're like no because like maybe right now we have limited resources but we can make more resources and it's not like it's that and that's a big theme is kind of like you can't like kill people <laughs> to just because yeah you something for the environment like you need to also find ways to meet everyone's needs and yeah, right. it's not it's not a bad message no so the first arc is <clears throat> kind of like them building their team yeah. uh that kind of extends through the rest of the show and in the first arc their first kind of like conflict is a troop carrier a beast man troop carrier right which is this giant oh it's it's honestly ridiculous i love They're it so ridiculous. fucking much okay well, it's a we giant have... robot that is a battleship yeah so there's kamina simon Simon is the main, main character. Kamina is the confidence man. There's Yoko, who's the the big titty teenager with a sniper. Um, there's Ron, who's the genderqueer mechanic. Yeah. Love Ron. They're great. Uh, and and there's Buta, which is their animal sidekick. Yeah. Uh, I have here uh, episode four. The pig rips off its own ass for the bros to eat because they're hungry and they ran out of manliness and their robots <laughs> yeah. don't work. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's their. Buta that pops off his tail. Yeah. 
yeah so that was that that happened <laughs> he like he literally rips off his ass he rips off yeah. his ass so that they could i think is right before the bathhouse episode yeah and there, there's just like a lot of scenes where i was like that someone animated that and, yeah. <laughs> made me, and now i'm watching it and that went into my eyeballs and is now <laughs> and i took a note about it and i have another note here the most unrealistic thing is all these bitches being into communism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but so like, they're like, oh, he's so manly. And like, of course, like Yoko has, um, Yoko's a fun character and I do like her, but she has that anime trope of the kind of like group mom that I really don't like mm -hmm. that. Like you have these like really reckless male characters. And then you have like the female character being like, don't do that. You're stupid. Bleh. And it's like, it's annoying. Like <laughs> she's the buzzkill. She's, she's the buzzkill, but then it's all like, she's like a Sundari. So she's like secretly in love with Kamina. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I just like, like Yoko's fine. She is a badass, Right. But like, I, I think like the trope that she is in is a trope that I find very annoying. And I was just like, I wish that they didn't, do that i wish that they <laughs> are we talking about the kiss can i talk about the kiss sure they yeah. kiss she kisses kamina yeah and i i texted you and i was like this is the word i wish i was dead <laughs> like they're kissing oh god <laughs> i like i fucking it, like made me physically cringe when they kissed i was yeah. like Wah! Wah! Yeah. it's like he's a piece of shit to her like when she falls through that he's like ah oh, sweet a sexy a sexy surface babe and then <laughs> and then she's like well i'm from a different village underground and my village collapsed and now we're forced to live on the surface and he's like oh you're just a fat underground pig and he's like straight up just starts like negging her yeah and he's like so like he hits on her when he thinks she's from the surface he she, he finds out she's from underground and he's like you dumb fat piece of shit i fucking hate you and then she's like oh so manly and i just like Ugh. yeah it's junk food as you, as you food. said it's just, you can't think about anything too hard yeah or else your brain will explode also there's a character named roshu that is oh yeah my my big four-headed son <laughs> is well he's in the first I, he's disowned now he becomes a nazi after the time skip yeah he does so yeah the first arc kind of like ends with them attacking this giant battleship with legs yeah and they win the fight but kamina dies kamina dies in that thank fight. fucking god <laughs> stacy was very excited i was about like oh that. finally it's quiet <laughs> and so the beginning of the second arc is them kind of like dealing with their grief and during the beginning of the and second everyone's arc, shitty to Simon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're awful to him. He essentially is second in command. Like he not he doesn't really you know what I mean? Like during the first arc, he isn't really second in command because like he doesn't command anything. Right. Right. Kamina yeah. is first in command and there's and nobody he's like really his second. Sidekick. And he's like his sidekick. And so like I think I think for the characters and like the writing that they were trying to do there was like everybody's grieving over the loss of their leader and simon was the closest to be upset at right the right. closest to him to be upset at they all kind of blamed well because there was a part where like simon lost his confidence in the fight and like kamina had to be like stop not being the believe in the me that believes in you believe yeah. in the you that believes in yourself right right and and like which is iconic absolutely <laughs> and 
So like Kamina like focuses on Simon and like snaps him out of it, but he gets stabbed after. Like he's not stabbed in the middle of like helping Simon. He gets like he brings Simon's no, confidence. Back. He gets cut down first, and then that's why Simon like loses his confidence in the fight. Kamina's like dying on the ground, and everybody like thinks that Kamina's already dead. And Simon's like, uh, I don't know like what to do. Like he's freaking out, and then Kamina comes on like the comms, and he's like, I guess, but he didn't get stabbed, stabbed. Like he got he got like slashed where he wasn't like able to fight, but he wasn't like dead. But then he gets like stabbed, stabbed, and then he dies, dies. I remember him just like succumbing. You know what I mean? Like he finally like lost enough blood. And no, he no, like... he gets like straight up stabbed, like by the the armadillo guy. Mm. He gets like a spear. He gets fucking Guel's dadded. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's for later. That is for later. Um, well, it doesn't matter. He he dies. And kind of blames Simon, which I felt was there. And okay. This is part of the, like, I didn't really like the romance between Yoko and Kamina. And Yoko's like, I'm going through my own shit. And I'm like, you kissed this motherfucker once. Yeah. And this is, like, Simon's literal, actual, like, brother that he's known his entire life. Right. Right. Like, like bitch, step off. Like, not even the same. Like, you kiss a dude once and then, like, Your whole he life dies. Ruined. He dies and you go to his brother and he's like, you're like, I'm going through shit too. Like, fuck you. She's 14 though. So that kind of makes sense. <laughs> I don't, it kind of tracks. <laughs> he's also like 14. Like they're just being so mean to this kid whose brother just died in war in front of him. Yeah. For them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he sacrificed his life for them. Anyway, I didn't, that part, I was real mad. But then like when, when Simon's in his depression, he finds his girlfriend. Yeah, and so we have, yeah, uh, Simon is just kind of like dicking around. Uh, I, th I think there's a fight that happens. There's and... a fight, but he's like, he's like an empty shell of a person. Yeah. And everyone's like being like, you need to get it together. And it's like, it's been like two days. Like, yeah. let the boy grieve. And so like, he, he finds this like pit with all of these boxes. The girl pit. And uh, one of them like opens up and there's a young girl in there. What was her name? Naya. Naya. Uh, and um, she's got ca cotton candy hair. Cotton candy hair. She's like super cute sweet a, and kind of dumb. No, cute as a button. Not kind of dumb, but like she's naive. She's, she's naive. been sheltered her yeah. whole life. She's the Spiral King's daughter. Yeah, and that that doesn't take long to come out. She says that like immediately. Yeah, and uh, like the other part of her being like an emissary of the moon is like the big secret. Yeah. And we, we get introduced essentially to the next like conflict, right? So like the first conflict was the battleship and the next conflict is like, okay, we have to defeat the spiral King who and is he's like sending, he's sending his, like his top guards, his right? generals. So like there's, there's, there's like Birdman, sexy Birdman, sexy scorpion lady and then ugly old armadillo guy yeah <laughs> and i guess viral kinda viral is he works under sexy scorpion lady sexy and scorpion lady is robot uh because the the robots the faces are the torsos yeah right so like the eyes are like where the chest would be and like the mouth is like the abdomen her robot is like a sexy lady robot the her the eyes are the tits they're like big round tit eyes and the mouth is like the vagina bikini piece. Yeah. And it's so upsetting to look at. <laughs> it's great. 
was I was like texting you about how unhappy I was. God, it's like the way that they designed the robots is just so unique and fun. The robots are really unique and fun, except for the sexy one. It <laughs> made me very unhappy. <laughs> it's too horny. Well, they so yeah, they they retrofit the battleship after they capture it and defeat. Because he can drill the thing and he can combine it. So he like drilled into the battleship and took it over. Yeah. And so they're like, we're going to use this battleship to fight the Spiral King. Um, yeah. And so they're like, this is they with Naya, they figure out that like, the Spiral King's fortress is some distance away. They have yeah. to cross an ocean to do it. Yeah. Um, and there's a beach day. They, there's a beach day that is that is fun. Uh, and they fight the Spiral King. And like during this fight, you have uh, essentially like this big old plan. And at this point, Simon and the crew has recovered from their grief. Um, and that's kind of like the first half of the second arc is very much them just like figuring out, refiguring out their party. Right. Yeah. Uh, Simon becomes the leader. Simon becomes the leader. And uh, they come into conflict with the spiral King while during the process fighting the generals. Daddy. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You'd fuck the spiral King. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. He's intense. You know, I, I was really <laughs> thinking hard about like the scorpion lady because she she fits like two of my three requirements, right? She's tall and she's evil. Yeah. Um, not rock themed, but you can't <laughs> you can't always get what you want. Um, but like it, it, she's just like too horny for me. Mm -hmm. It's it, she's like appalling to look at. Like, there's just too much shit. It's grotesque. Me. It's it's grotesque. It is. It's yeah. just like meat lumps, you know? I think I mean that's partially like the thing with the beast men, right? Is they're all kind of grotesque. Well, it, it, and it's not, it's not something that's like exclusive to the women in the show. Yeah. Cause we're going to talk about it. Like, but like Kamina dresses like a slut. His his tits are out the whole time. He never puts a shirt on. Right. Right. And like when they go to space at the end, Simon's dressed like a fucking twink whore. <laughs> yeah. He like he's going to a gay club. <laughs> <laughs> the but, galaxy <laughs> but we'll get there uh but yeah so they fight the spiral king and that's like i really liked the spiral king fight uh obviously the like last bit of of the show is just so over the top and ridiculous but like the spiral king the spiral king fight was a good fight it's really good because like they're fighting, right? And all of these other like human factions come in to help. Right. Uh, they've taken over their own battleships, come up to the surface, and like, cause like the the Gurren Lagan team had been like inspiring humans the entire journey. Thus they broadcasted far. it. So. Oh yeah, the fight when they were fighting the dirty old turtle man. Yeah. He was like, "I'm going to show everyone your because they 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 had like the colony of only women, and yeah. it was you found out that turtle guy." was going to all the underground villages and kidnapping all the hot girls and sending them to the Spiral King yeah. for the Spiral King to, like, enjoy. So, like, the Turtle King's like a dirty old man. Yes. It's disgusting. He's disgusting. Um, and, like, he sends Naya there. Like, because they, they're trying to, like, kill slash kidnap Naya back. And they're and he's like, you're gonna teach them how to please your father. Yeah, I'm in hell. But Naya's not from a colony. No, Naya Naya is like his his daughter that he 
made for shits. Yeah. And that's, and he, it's not the he, only one either. Yeah. He makes daughters, gets bored of them, and then like puts them in a box and let, let's like them the second die. they become like self aware. Yeah. Cause she's like, what's my purpose, father? And, and he's like, I'm done. They hit puberty <laughs> and he's like, fuck it. I mean, fair. Like my brother's kids are teenagers now and I, you know, put them out, just put them in a box in homeostasis. Cool, <laughs> Tired um, of your shit. But yeah, so I'm just it, kidding. I love my brother's kids very much. Yeah. I would never murder any of them <laughs> or make them <laughs> teach my harem of women how to, how to please me. God, who comes up with this shit? Japanese. That guy, the the guy who's the lead lead writer for Trigger, comes up with this. Yeah. Show. Uh. So yeah, they're in this kind of like f- this fight with the Spiral King, and all of these other human factions show up, and the Beastman headquarters is like this giant spiral. And this part was like off the chain, especially the first time I watched it. <laughs> they they like reach a point of his, it's like the third it's, it's like the second phase of the boss his fight. whole fortress is a robot yeah it just turns into a giant beast man robot and starts like fucking swatting and shit and like <sighs> blowing like blowing up huge swaths of the human army and then this part's amazing because they the Gurren Lagan team has their battleship right and the battleship is a giant sword yes and they overdrive the engines to fire it like a rocket at the beat, uh, like the giant thing. Best character Ron is the one who figures out how to do it. Yeah, they're there. Like you cannot gender cannot define them, and also <laughs> they make your giant robot ship <laughs> into a, a like a rocket boosted sword. Yeah, and so it launches up, and the giant, the giant Beastman headquarters robot lifts its hand up and the knife stabs through the hand, which allows Simon to get close enough in his giant robot, which is a smaller robot of the giant sword robot. It's like a smart car. Yeah. And launch smart car size <laughs> launches him forward to, into the beast King's uh, headquarters, the spiral Kings headquarters, yeah. like into the like throne room of the spiral King. Right. And the spiral King's human. And Naya is also human. And that's like the big twist is that. Yeah. The beastmen are not run by a beastman. They're run by the spiral crane, who is a human. Right. Well, no, the spiral king's not a human. I thought he was a human. No, he's like something human adjacent, but he's not human. I thought he was human. Yeah, he's not from Earth either. Oh, but he's like he's like a spiral thing. Spiral though. warrior. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like it's kind of like, you know, in Star Trek where they have all those like humanoid races and you find out that they're all like seated. So like the I mean we're, we're at the point where you find out from the spiral king. I thought he was human, but apparently I'm full of shit. Um, <laughs> you are full of shit. I do need to poop. <laughs> um, basically, you find out that there are like the spiral races. Like, yeah, like everything that has a genome has like the power of the spiral, like the power of evolution. And there was a big war between all of the spiral races and the anti spirals which is like basically the anti-spirals were saying like spiral races are going to get to the point where they're going to like destroy the universe because they keep growing and consuming and growing and consuming. And they're going to like, you're going to get to like the heat death of the universe. So like, what's the point? And the spiral King's whole plot was to like, 
humans had to stay underground in limited population. Yeah. To prevent that because and like, to preserve the human race. Yeah, because the anti spirals like will come and like fuck them up. Yeah. Uh, and you kind of learn like bits and pieces of that during the fight with yeah, like the, the, spiral the spiral king is king. like you're making a mistake. Yeah, and that that fucking fight is so good, and the spiral king's fucking robot is awesome. It is, <laughs> it's like all black. It's got like yellow highlights in it. It it's looks so fucking slick, and the fight between him and Simon is really good. And Simon, like the way that he defeats the the spiral king is like they've both been like fucked upped and they're like out of their robots <laughs> they've both been fucked uh they're out of their robots and uh like simon runs up and he just has his little like spiral pendant that he uses to turn on the robot it essentially is like the key yeah. and he just like punches it right into uh the spiral king's chest and blows a huge fucking hole in his chest that's the climax of that arc he kills the spiral king and the spiral king's like he you fucked up you fucked up like this shit's is a gonna go down and he's like beware the moon yeah and like a uh, count of what was it 10 million it, it, it was a million a million once when, the population surface populations reached a million the moon will do something yeah kick your ass yeah um and then we have the time skip and we have the third arc i like the time skip quite a lot yeah they they do so like over the course of this time skip which is like seven years seven years okay yeah. over the si over the seven years like they have like crazy advanced technology now like it goes from being underground like fish farmers to like flying cars and yeah. tvs and like all this shit in seven years and that's like that comes from quote unquote the power of the spiral like this like yeah exponential evolution there's also like there is um there's lost technology and they're like reaccessing it because yeah. like basically this is like humanity had like reached a point we were in space and we met other spiral races and then we met the anti-spirals and there was like a big fight and then the basically they like wiped us out and sent us into a dark age yeah and like we were being <laughs> watched by the spiral king and made, made sure that like we would it, like continue so that our race didn't die out but like we could never thrive and like expand right. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, once the like during like the first couple episodes of the third arc, there is like a little countdown timer and it reaches one million. And Naya, who's introduced in the second arc and becomes Simon's girlfriend. Kind right. Of, he proposes to her. Oh, his, right. Right. He his, his fiance. He proposes to her right before this happens. Yes. And she like like her eyes go blank her she gets this like skin suit thing she, and then she gets all square she gets all square and then she starts like she's like the moon's gonna come and kick your ass <laughs> yeah so like once the population reached a million there's like a super weapon in the moon that's triggered it's to, very majora's mask yeah the moon starts like the the moon is a super weapon and we reach a million and it starts like one there's like the square emissary that comes and, and is like y'all fucked up <laughs> we're coming to get you and then the moon starts falling out of orbit into the earth and that's like yeah. the super weapon is that the moon's gonna fall into the earth and destroy it right uh and you have these like geometric robots that pop up uh that are fought by 
like now they have like big robots that are mass produced in the city that are used that are fighting them and like that's really fucked up because they like blow up the geometric robot and it just like it's it's simon who's like he has this kind of like sub arc of like he's the leader but he he'd rather be fighting in his big robot he doesn't want to be the leader and then roshu is a nazi and and then Simon's like, I'm gonna fight it. Like, and Roshi's like, we don't know anything about it. You shouldn't fight it. Like, something bad could happen. He's like, No, I'm gonna fight it. And then like he fights it and it breaks up into pieces and the pieces like explode and like destroy a whole section of town and everyone's really mad at him. Yeah. Uh I just looked it up a little bit ago. Lord Genome, the spiral king, yeah, is human, but he's not from Earth. Yeah, eat my ass. <laughs> because Naya's human and he made her out of his jizz i don't know (laughs) yeah he he has a very similar backstory to simon it's like the same thing and like in that final fight with between him and simon he's like i like i have the same story as you you know well and the the whole thing was that like he was like i'm able to suppress my spiral desires for like the good of humanity yeah right and so that was like and he's defeated because simon is able to like awaken his spiral desires right where like he he's like he wants to fight he's like he got him riled up and that's what ended up to him getting defeated and he like becomes like a talking head and talks about that later (laughs) yeah so at the end of the spiral king fight actually you see the spiral king like very specifically fall off the tower but you don't see like where his body goes right fast forward to the time skip and you find out that Roshu, who is now like the head of research for this entire like society. He's he's Simon's like right hand guy. Yeah. He's, like his minister of affairs, his yeah. grand vizier. And Simon's like president or something like that. Yeah. Um, and Roshu had found Lord Genome, the Spiral King's body, and cut off his head and reanimated he, it. He like he like connects him to a computer. Yeah, it's like we must know. Roshu be- has become kind of like a technology Nazi, where he's like, because his backstory. We didn't really talk about Roshu, but basically, he comes from a village where they only had enough resources for fifty people. So, like every time someone is born in the village, they, they draw to, straws. They had to kill someone. Just invent fucking birth control, <laughs> right? That fucking just wear a goddamn condom. Yeah, or pull right? out. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like, damn, son, you, they killed like kids. It wasn't like even old. It was draw draw straws. But you find out that they're like fake, that he's like perp, like he picks who he's going to sacrifice. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> so but so like so Roshu comes from this mind of like there are limitations. We have to like m- like be aware of our limitations. Like he's really obsessed with like we can't get more than a million people because the moon's going to come kick our ass. Yeah. And, and Simon's like, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out when we get there. Like, don't worry about it. And then like, so there's this conflict of kind of like being aware of your limits and like planning for them and being strict with the rules versus like reaching an obstacle and trying to overcome it. Right. And so like Simon's like, fuck those limits. Yeah. Fuck your limits. But then he like kills a bunch of people on accident when he like explodes. the Yeah. So like, the, the Simon's not right, hundred no. percent. But Roshu's also a Nazi, so yeah, Roshu is definitely for like genociding people to or culling, I guess culling eugenics. People. Yeah. So um, Roshu does a coup. Yes, and Simon. This is after Simon has like blown up part of the city. Yeah, he does a coup. Really mad at him. 
and they throw Simon in jail, but then more of these like spy- anti-spiral robots show up and they're like, oh no, we need Simon because he's the only one that can beat them. So they send he's him. He's like, oh shit, I'm out of retirement. <laughs> they, yeah, they send him. Well, they sentence him to death, but it's like a suicide mission. So they send him like in the robot to like suicide mission, like fight the things. Well, and no, then, no, no. They, they had, he had the bomb strapped in there because uh, that was no, like the stipulation so that he wouldn't run away. Well, there's also um, the, the, well, the bomb strap was strapped to uh, black brother's younger sister. And Roshu's girlfriend. That's later. Spoilers. <laughs> Basically, Roshu's like the, the earth, the moon's falling into the earth and Ron does a bunch of math about it and they come up with the fact that like it's going to completely obliterate the earth. Like everyone on the surface and underground is going to die. So they make a giant Noah's Ark well, spaceship. The Noah's Ark already existed. The Spiral King had already made it and they discovered it underneath where the spiral king's fortress was you can tell how hard i was paying attention yeah so like that was like one of his like ultimate weapons which is a massive like spaceship fairing or space fairing uh lagon yeah and um they yeah they're like oh well we can save you know a hundred thousand people yeah and so he has to so it's like his his childhood arc again where he has to like do whatever yeah. Um, so they they get everyone on the ship, and it's like counting down. And I kind of I don't really exactly remember what happens, but Simon like fights the moon. He's like fuck this, and like gets in his lagon, uh, and he's still on the surface, and he's helped by some of like the old old crew, yeah, which are like sea crew. carrier sea characters at this point. Yeah. Um, but they strap a big rocket to Simon and launch him into space. Yeah. Uh, along with like the other members of the original lagon crew, and they fight the moon. They fight the moon. Like it's legitimately fighting the moon. They fight the moon and they win. Yeah. And uh, then the anti-spirals are like, what the fuck? They show up again. And uh, the the conflict accelerates from there because Naya is being held in the anti-spiral universe. Yeah. And they just like. They're on like a different plane or no. Yeah. They are in a different like universe. Is it? It's like a. It's like it is a different dimension. Yeah, they're yeah. it's like their own little pocket universe. Yeah, because the God, so <laughs> this anime logic, like yeah. Well, and then like they just they basically like discover like interdimensional travel in the course of like a day. Yeah, so they they successfully launched Noah's Ark, and but then they were like, we need to go. So like they fight the moon, but they're like, we need to take it to the anti spirals. Yeah, because like they're gonna be back. We need to like bring the fight to them. Right. And so so we're getting to the part where like my favorite bit was like they're fighting. So they have their regular mechs, but then they have their mechs piloting even bigger mechs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then mechs in mechs. Mechs and mechs and mechs and mechs. Like <laughs> and so it, like shout out to my mom who really liked the um Kalabok joke in the last episode. <laughs> Uh, it's like a matroshka doll of mechs in this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. They so they 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 figure out how to warp into the anti-spiral universe, yeah. and this is where Naya is being like held. Uh, and they she's being like projected into space. And yeah. So they have a little bit of trouble finding her, but they do eventually find her. Yeah, they find the power her. Of manliness and the spiral, <laughs> the spirals like reveal themselves, uh, and they're like 
you know, they explain like the problems with the spiral, the problems oh, with the evolution. We didn't talk about their outfits. Oh, yeah. When they go to space. Right. Let's talk about their outfits. Too. Okay. So like, cause Yoko leaves and she comes back. Oh, right. Yoko was a school teacher. Yoko was a school teacher and she like dressed normal. Yeah. And then she comes back. She has to put her bikini back on. Right. <laughs> and so they go to space. They all get special space outfits. Yoko's wearing like Superman pants, like super high, like, like high hip gold underwear yeah. with like white leggings, bare midriff, like bikini top. Simon is wearing a black leather choker, <laughs> matching black leather corset belt, <laughs> high-waisted pants, wide leg, white, and then like a, a boudoir robe kimono thing held together with like a gold chain. <laughs> I want to say as well, he was wearing like a tiara. Yeah, he has like some like headband. Jewelry. Oh, he's got his goggles on. Oh yeah, he and it, God, he looks like such a fucking whore. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> he totally does. He does. He looks like a a weird dominatrix, like or like not even. He's like a like a <laughs> submissive in a leather dungeon. <laughs> God, and like he has his titties out, and I I texted Nick. I was like, tits out for space. Tits out. You gotta for have your space. titties out when you go to space. <laughs> That's gonna be the new NASA requirement. You gotta have your titties out for space. Yeah. <laughs> like, Every spacesuit's gonna have a boob window. <laughs> so yeah, they all dress like sluts to go to space to fight, <laughs> to fight the the evil. Ten galaxy. out of ten, man. Ten out of ten. <laughs> I was dying. Um. And so, like, they're fighting the galaxy. I also have in my notes, um, the anti-spiral robots are, like, feet and hands. Mm. And, like, there's they're, the the hand, they're, like, big hands, and then each of the knuckles is a face. And then they're big feet, and each of the knuckles are a, a face. And, I, and they shoot lasers out of the toes. And I was like, I do not like the toe lasers. <laughs> <laughs> the feet and hand spaceships are strange. I... The hand spaceships, sure, fine, whatever. The feet spaceships, absolutely not. Yeah. I hate feet. And then, like, their two, like, motherships are, like, a bunch of faces just kind yeah. of, like, all on, like, a big rock. Yeah. Uh, so they fight, and they get sucked into the, like, anti-spiral sea, which is, like, a black hole for spiral energy. Yeah. So, like, the more spiral energy you have the more it pulls you in. Yeah. Uh, it's like a gravity well. Yeah. So like eventually they would have been crushed. And then we find out that this was like, this has been the fate of every spiral spiral race to come before them. Right. They like a ton of them have reached this point. Yeah. And it's actually kind of funny because it kind of parallels the whole great filter theory. Yes. And like, that's the great filter. Like you the can't get past. <laughs> you don't dress slutty enough when yeah. you go to space. <laughs> and so you get sucked into a gravity well that sucks out all your vitality. Yeah. But like their solution to it is not to use less spiral energy. It's to use more. It's to use more. Like more manliness. Way more. Like sluttier outfits. <laughs> yeah. And one of the one of the like side characters, the Kamina the, like the parallel bro brother. The, the black brother. He he goes, he's like, Yoko, I really like your slutty outfit. And they kiss. Yeah. And then he's like, we should date when we get back. And then he dies like 10 minutes later. <laughs> immediately dies. <laughs> he immediately dies. <laughs> this, every man Yoko kisses <laughs> like immediately dies 
and like like sacrifices himself yeah. for like their noble cause. He like straps a missile to his back, launches it into this barrier, which is at the bottom of this gravity well. It breaks through, but then like he gets vaporized, but then he's still alive because he's in a mech that's piloting another mech. Yeah, and so the little mech comes out and then he does it like he and then does he it stabs through into the engine. Yeah. And it explodes and they're out of the gravity well. And it unleashes like a crazy amount of spiral energy. And the MacGuffin for this particular part is that they're trying to fuse Gurren Lagan with the like Noah's Ark super spaceship. Yeah. Right? And so, but they're they can't do it. Like they can't make they, the super ship because they don't have enough spiral en spiral energy because they're in a well. Oh, oh, and there's also they're all tracked. They're all trapped in like like a fantasy dimension. Oh yeah, they get tra they get trapped in like so Yoko like dreams about marrying Starboy. Simon dreams about Kamina and him being bros together. And, and they're all trapped. And the only people who are conscious are King Spiral. And Buta. And Buta. And Buta turns into a boy <laughs> to punch the anti-spiral <laughs> and wakes everyone up. Amazing. <laughs> so amazing. And Buta, this whole time, ever since episode four, doesn't have an ass. There's just yeah. like like an X where his ass should be because he ripped off his ass to feed it to Kaina and Simon to give them energy to fight. This show is nothing if it isn't internally consistent. It's very internally consistent. Even uh, though the internal consistency is buck fucking wild. <laughs> they make it out of the gravity well. Uh, they, they Simon fuse, is able to fuse Gurren Lagan into like a fucking galaxy class spaceship. Like their spaceship is the size of like a galaxy. Now. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and then like the anti-spiral is like, you won't die. Like you won't fuck off. Okay. Well I'll fight on your level. So the anti-spiral like forms into another galaxy size spaceship right. or a uh, robot. And you find out cause the, it's the, it is, you find like they're, they have like a crust on their helmet and you find out like, that's the anti-spiral home world. And basically like, that the anti-spirals used to be spiral. Like they used yeah. to be like organic creatures and they saw the end of the universe and they saw that the end of the universe was caused by like spiral energy and like the heat death of the universe. And they're like, we must stop it. We will stop all spiral beings forever. Right. And they, they've put like themselves into like, stasis right and like they just they all exist as like this big hive mind right that... and that's like the big philosophical fight at the end is like Kamina's like or not Kamina Simon's gonna he's like I we're gonna get to the end and just because that's this future that you can see and that you predict doesn't mean that that's not that's the future that has to be like we can work to change the future like yeah. you see the end of the world we can try to overcome that future yeah and like the whole and then thing, they throw planets at each other yeah the <laughs> the whole like concept of the show is them overcoming every limit that's put in front of them, right right and, it, and it's the idea of like like even if you have limited resources like you shouldn't just like accept that you have limited resources you should be like we have limited resources like do your best with what you have but also like how do we get more like how do we provide for everyone without like right making people like suffer and try to like live this 
way. So like it's it's a fine moral. I like the moral just fine. Yeah. And so the the final fight is them like in the spiral universe, two giant robots hurling galaxies at one another. It's absolutely fucking sickening. It's it's so cool. It's awesome. The ending is so good. Yeah, and like they they win. They destroy the spiral they win. races. They, they do it like Dragon Ball style, where like the people on Earth, like it opens a rift in space time. Oh, the people yeah. on Earth are like seeing this fight like projected on the stars. And they're like manifesting their spiral energy to the people yes. on the ship. Very spirit bomb. And very, yeah. very spirit bomb. And like it fuels their giant rocket ship. And like they win against the anti spirals and everything's great. And then like Kamina, or not, I want to keep calling it Simon and Naya have their wedding. They're reunited. They're reunited. And then she disappears. She fucking, they get married, they kiss, and then she fucking turns into pixels. And like, they didn't tell any of their, because like, basically, like, she was a construct of the anti-spirals. And when they disappeared, she also disappeared, like, because she wasn't truly human, Um, which is like, you know, whatever. But like, can you imagine, like, because you got married like a few years ago, and I was there, and you, (laughs) you, you get married to Sarah and you kiss and you do the whole thing. And then Sarah just fucking turns to dust. And, and you're like, yeah, we knew that was going to happen. But yeah. like, you, they didn't tell anyone. <laughs> they didn't, they weren't going to be like, by the way, this is like Naya's last day on earth. Like she has limited time. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It, it was. Yeah. She's yeah. been with these people for like 10 years now. Forever. She yeah. fought a war with them. Like she's known these people for a long time. She's gonna stop existing. And they're just like, yep. <laughs> and and they Simon and, and Naya didn't bother to tell anyone about the fact that she was gonna turn into pixels. Yeah, that, that I could have done without that. It was at the dumb. End. Like you could have just like either have her die immediately. Yeah. Or or have them live happily ever after. <laughs> but don't have them get married and then she's like ah yes <laughs> heterosexuality fulfilled <laughs> big oh man big oh <laughs> you ever uh you ever poop so hard you come you can't say my <laughs> joke back to me <laughs> I- no context joke Nick and I watched the first season of this together and uh I almost killed you. Yeah. <laughs> you left. I said cuz like cuz they call the giant robots in Big O Mega Deuces in the dub. It's supposed to be Mega Deuces cuz like the robots are like a symbol of like god and like god's power and there's like a bunch of like weird catholic imagery yeah um and like the the pilots are called like the dominuses of the mega deuses but they say mega deuces and yeah. then the main mega deuce it's called big o is called big o and it's like <laughs> you ever poop so hard you go <laughs> <laughs> Because I know I big O every time I make a deuce. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Oh my god. 
so <laughs> it's hard to talk about what happens in Big O because it is very like metaphorical. Yeah. So I'm not going to. <laughs> like Dorothy's great. There's a couple parts of Dorothy. Like Dorothy's the robot. Uh, I love that she stays deadpan the whole time. Yeah. She never like becomes more human. She's like, she's like, Roger Smith, cannot we be in love? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, she has a bad attitude and she says something snarky. She'll flip her leg directly in the air and then backflip away. <laughs> There's multiple times where she's having normal conversations and she just backflips out of them fantastic yeah wonderful anime character um <laughs> there's also the joke of her the joke of her being very heavy oh and, right and there's been like one of the first like it's like in the first episode where the, the the captain of the military police is like trying to save her and he he runs past, <laughs> he runs past her or like he runs up to her and tries to like like grab her and move her out of the way. He grabs her and he fucking like beefs it because she's like <laughs> a thousand pounds. And he just like he she she makes like a tongue sound and he runs into her. It's very good. It's like it it has like a it it has kind of like a darker tone, but it's still like quite funny. Yeah. Um. But like the the first season, up until like the last few episodes. Mm -hmm. There's not like a whole lot of plot. There's not a lot of plot in the second season either. Yeah. It's it's very episodic and there is like there's little like breadcrumbs kind yeah. of and you get like some episodes are like more plotty I, than it's others. It's not plot driven. It's That's not a, plot yeah. driven. It, it is episodic. You do have to watch them in order cuz if you watch them out of order it's not going to make any fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, you're not going to fucking understand anything that's happening. Um but like I I had fun. It made me laugh. Like I think it's I don't know if it's an I mean it might be intentional to laugh. Oh yeah, there's stuff that's like purposely like the Dorothy shit is on purpose. Like yeah. she's funny on purpose. That's true. Yeah. Um <laughs> there's there's also in the in the second season, there's a part where like Roger Smith is like trying to open a door and it's like rusted closed, and she just comes and she's like boop, and he like fucking falls flat on his face. <laughs> Oh, funny. okay. Well, episode 18. I told you to watch this, but like episode 18 is like my favorite episode. Okay, what Roger Smith is like Paradigm City number one negotiator. He doesn't negotiate shit. No. He never negotiates anything at any point in time. <laughs> like he's it, it feels like they wanted to make him a private investigator. Yeah. But they that they were like, this is too played out. So we're gonna make him a negotiator instead. And but then he he never negotiates with anything. No, There's, and he, he just private investigates. He just private investigates, or he like bodyguards. Like they're like you need to negotiate with my kidnappers, and he like shows up, and they just like immediately shoot the guy in the head. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> well, now you got to solve this murder. <laughs> <And> it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> so like he doesn't negotiate shit. Um, and then there's like, <laughs> so episode eighteen, he gets kidnapped. By Beck, which is a, a reoccurring villain, kind of Joker-esque, like goofy um, guy. Where's like mummy wraps? No, that's Schwartzwald. Oh, Sch Schwartzwald is the the guy who he had like a real name, and then he got like burned, and he 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 looks like a like a wrapped up ice cream cone. Um, 
And but no, so Beck is the blonde guy in the first episode that like kidnaps Dorothy and uses her as a conduit yeah. to pi- pilot her big sister, Dorothy One, because little Dorothy's Dorothy Two, and regular Dorothy One is a giant mech, a yeah, mega date, a, a mega deuce. No, mega days. <laughs> um, so, so the real question is: You ever poop so hard you come? <laughs> you ever poop so hard? You come? <laughs> <laughs> that's the real theme of this show <laughs> who am i <laughs> am i a tomato <laughs> God, i want to talk about dorothy shut up <laughs> so, <laughs> so dorothy so dorothy right. one no, Dorothy two. Dorothy two. Because we're talking about number twos right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because Dorothy two's the android, Dorothy one's the Mega Deus. And I, I get it. Mega Deus is kind of hard to say in English. I guess. But it, it's anything Mega Deus, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the first because the, the captain of the like police says it and he's like the Mega Deuce, and we're like, that can't be the name. <laughs> and it was big. Oh, anyway, show time. Um, Dorothy should. So Roger gets kidnapped by Beck, who's actually the antagonist from the first episode. And this is like his third reoccurrence. Um, and he, so like they, uh, they kidnap him. They make a robot that looks exactly like him and sounds like him. And they put the robot, but it's only the top torso. Mm. And it's just his head and his torso. And they they put it on a little cart and give it the watch and have it go big O, big. So it, their plan is to have him lead big O into the ocean and like destroy the robot by mm. having it sink into the ocean. Okay. So, so that's, and then Dorothy shows up. So they, they call, like the police commissioner comes to the house and he's like, Roger's been kidnapped. And Dorothy's like, I will save him. And she, she like answers the phone and she's like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. Have a good day. Click. And then the, the, the captain of the police is like, what, what did he say? And she's like, I promise not to speak to the police. And she just, <laughs> she bikes there like on a little pedal bike. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a great scene. Cause she's like, she's a robot. So she goes crazy fast. Mm-hmm. So she's like busted ass. And there's like a horde of police officers behind her, <laughs> like following, like trying to keep up. So she like bikes there. She busts into where Roger's being held captive and and Beck's like, I'm gonna humiliate Roger in front of my in front of his robot lover. And and Roger's like, we're not lovers. And she's like, you've kidnapped the man that I love. <laughs> and, and she's like, I love you, Roger Smith. And Roger's like, what? And she's like, I thought a joke would lighten the mood. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great episode. Watch episode 18. It's very good. Um, but yeah, Dorothy's a great fucking character. And I, and I described it to Nick like this, where it's like, you ever just see like a really mediocre guy with like a super cool girlfriend? Yeah. Like that's how Dorothy, like 
the series big O is Dorothy's mediocre boyfriend, right? <laughs> like Dorothy's such a good character. I want her to be in like something else. Right. Where like I, she can really shy because she's so fucking funny. I, I love her dumb deadpan. I love her being like a bajillion pounds heavy. I love the dumb tonking that she makes when people like run into her. <laughs> I love the weird like worrying that happens when she moves her head. I love Dorothy. Dorothy yeah. Stan account. The the Dorothy figure is two hundred dollars, and I'm not going to buy it, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show's been uh, off the air for a while, so they're not producing that shit anymore. I know it's on eBay next to like like gaping asshole titty <laughs> figures. <laughs> that was upsetting. Uh, but yeah, so like as far as like plots concerned, uh, in Big O, the the main overlying like kind of like con or underlying underlying conflict is the city lost its memories uh and you find out at the end i think at the end of season one uh that there's this huge conflict that happened and they use the they use the mega deuses during that conflict yeah so there's like a big war crime that happened with the robots and like everybody was killed like yeah. paradigm city is literally the only people that are left right and they live like the rich people live in domes. The poor people live outside the domes. Yeah. Um, and like these big robots that are popping up as these kind of like minor conflicts in the show are relics of this past age. Right. Uh, and and they there's there's androids, but the androids also lost their memory and the androids existed before the 40 years ago. So the androids were like pre-existing and they. Yeah. They live alongside humans. They live like regular lives. Um, but they don't have like they don't have the technology anymore to like make more androids. Like they yeah. they're able to like upkeep them and like fix them and uh but they can't like make more. And so there's this like basically people are kind of fighting over what they're calling like fragments of memories. Like yeah. pieces like either someone has a memory and people are like trying to kidnap that person and their memory or like some like an android has like a fragment of a disc or something um and, and that's kind of what like most of the episodes are about a fragment of a memory pops up and someone hires roger smith to not negotiate <laughs> about it <laughs> mostly just investigate it like and a then, private investigator would and then he like gets stuck in something and has to like call big o about it or like yeah they do like something happens and like it's very episodic but there is kind of like you you're you're getting like little pieces throughout all these little episodes yeah and it's kind of like I mean, it culminates in Roger Smith. Like, you didn't finish. I didn't show, finish it. So you wouldn't know. Well, you told me about it. I did tell you about it. So it, like, Roger Smith may or may not be a robot. I think that he's not. I think that he's not a robot, but it's ambiguous, kind mm -hmm. of. Idea. I'm pretty sure he's not, though. Um, but the the there's this kind of like there's this guy who is like the architect of paradigm city. And he is like a recluse now. Like he left, he, he purposely, he like, he, he engineered paradigm city. He purposely deleted his memories and now he farms tomatoes and tomatoes. And like a lot of like round red things are like a big metaphor throughout the whole series. Like the series is like, 
it's not black and white, but it's it's film noir. Like it's very black and white, like yeah, very muted. muted. And then there there'll be like a red balloon or like a tomato. <laughs> and this guy, he like farms tomatoes and he like, you know, genetically engineers tomatoes on his and but then it turns out like that's the metaphor is like he has a bunch of kids that he cloned mm-hmm. to like try to like recreate the memories of the people that he cloned and, and but like it just it sounds it might sound cooler in japanese but it sounds really goofy in english because they're yeah. like i'm a tomato <laughs> and they're like yelling like me a tomato i'm just one of his tomatoes and there's tomatoes fucking everywhere like he like Roger Smith's in the middle of a, a robot battle and he hallucinates and his cockpit is just full of tomatoes. Wow. You were that's that's in season one. You saw that. Oh, that's yeah. Like the end of season one. Yeah. Where Dorothy's with him. Yeah, I do remember that. It, it's a wild show and it kind of like defies explanation. It's fun, though. Yeah, I like I liked it. I I'll probably rewatch it periodically. Um. See if you can catch anything else. I, I I'm gonna admit that like towards the end I wasn't paying like turbo attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also Angel, who's like the classic femme fatale. It turns out she's God. Yeah. <laughs> she like created the world. Uh <laughs> and but she she also like it's very much implied that she was like the main mech pilot that like destroyed most of the world. And then she was able to recreate it because she was like unhappy about that. Mm-hmm. Like, like she didn't do it of her own free will or something. I don't know. The ending made no fucking sense. It made a little sense, but I was still like, what? Yeah. <clears throat> am I a tomato? Who am I? <laughs> Gundam unicorn. I... Wait. Okay. So this, the, the, this Gundam series doesn't require context, but I would like to provide some context. Oh yeah, that's fine. So unicorn is set at a time period after the one year war. Um, the one year war was a conflict between two factions. You have Neo Zeon, ne- Zeon and, and the, uh, the earth federation. Yeah. Uh, and so like the earth federation is this kind of like original, group uh that oversees the space colonies and earth yeah and then neo zeon uh or it might just be zeon for the one-year war zeon i I think it's just zeon zeon Zeon, neo zeon is the unicorn yeah so zeon was a uh a rebel force that was in direct opposition to the federation because the uh you have also two separate kind of factions of humans, which are the space noids and the earthlings. Yeah. And the space noids are space noids are oppressed by taxation without representation. Right. That's right. It's like right. actually literally what they're mad about. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so this conflict arises and you have the one year war. Uh, you have Char Asnerval, which is the kind of like poster child of Xeon, who starts this whole conflict or like continues this whole conflict and is fucking sick ass Zaku. Uh, the red comment is like during the one year war stuff. It's like the fastest fucking uh, mobile suit around. Um, yeah. And he's like a legendary mobile suit fighter. Yeah. And uh, the, the culmination of the one year war is Zeon drops a fucking colony 
on Earth. Yeah, and so like a planetoid onto Earth. Yeah, that kills, kills a fuck ton of people. Yeah. The whole course of the war, 80% of the population is killed in one year. One year, you have 80% of the entire human population gone. Yeah. And uh, the other thing that I find really interesting about this particular timeline is humanity hasn't spread past the moon. Mm -hmm. So like all of the Earth or all the space noid colonies are within the space between Earth and the moon. And all conflicts and fighting that happens in space is between Earth and the moon. Yeah. Like space-wise. Like they're that, like, that they're distance. like little mini moons that orbit Earth. Yeah. The colonies. The colonies yeah, themselves. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think that's a really unique take on space. Because like it's. It's usually like galaxy-wide. Yeah. Space exploration. Or even like just the solar like, system. Right. Like, you know, like you have the expanse where like your main factions are on like Mars, Earth, and the asteroid belt. Um. And I think that they do a really excellent job of like creating these divisions. Uh, but the other part of this is the, uh, the presence of this thing called Laplace's box, which is this legendary concept, physical item that's supposed to uh, end the conflict between Zeon and the Federation. It's the MacGuffin. It's the MacGuffin. But anyway, so in Unicorn to start off with well, this character. There's also the um the what's it called? The the unicorn group, the 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 major corporation. Oh, I uh, what they're called. Fuck. Uh it starts with an A, I think. So there's because there's there's the Federation, and then there's Xeon, and then later Neo Zeon, and they're like directly fighting, and then there's the um major corporation that makes the Gundams and like makes a lot of the mechs that they use for fighting. And they're the ones who Vist, Vist the Vist corporation. Yeah. The Vist corporation does not start with an a, no, I don't know why. Uh, but you idiot. the, the other thing is that Gundams are different than mobile suits. Yes. Gundams, uh, use a material called permit to sync the mind of the pilot with the Gundam and the Gundams throughout all Gundam series are kind of alive. They have yes. a consciousness. They have some sort of drive that attaches to their pilot. Big O also, the, the robot is like a person. Yeah. Big O is like, that's, and that's a very, that's a common theme in a lot of mech um, shows that we watch is that like the mech also has like a spirit and there is like a distinction between um, even in Big O, there's the bigs and then there's the other mechs. And so like there's there's the the in Gundam, it's the the Gundams, which like communicate with their pilots. And then there's the mobile suits, which are just like robot yeah. cars. Yeah. And I think that gets into kind of like a prominent theme within like mech anime is the the robot represents an extension of human capability right right it it's it's an, an amplification of strength an amplification of agility uh an amplification of mind um even especially when you get into like gundam and you have the uh the psycho frame stuff psycho frame. uh the funnels which are like all controlled with your mind the gund bits the gund bits <laughs> uh and the um the other thing is that it's kind of like a personification of tools. Right. 
And I think that's really cool. I think that's a really neat way of doing that. That's that's like a very Japanese philosophy, right? Where it's like you give your sword a name and it makes it more powerful, right? right. Like you personify this tool that you use and you create like uh, a relationship with it. And that that relationship that you have with your tool, like this specific one is like makes you more powerful. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the kind of like, and it's also like, you don't pick the tool. The tool also picks you back kind of thing. Right. The The other contrast between like the mobile suits and the Gundams is like the mobile suits are, or the Gundams are way faster than the mobile suits. They're, uh, you know, they have better reaction times. They're stronger right. um, physically. And they have the ability to kind of like push past their uh, programming and uh, construction. Right. Um, but we start off the... Uh, well, I did want to... Like, Vist Corporation has Laplace's box. And the Vist Corporation became so successful because they were using Laplace's blocks to... Um, the word... <laughs> that's the opposite of negotiate. Blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> they were using Laplace's box. So they, they told what... Like there's something in Laplace's box, right? Yeah. And they told the Federation, like, we have Laplace's box. This is what's in it. And the Federation was like, oh no, here's yeah. a bunch of money so that you don't tell people that. And and so what at the beginning of Unicorn, the Vist Foundation is about to give Laplace's box and its contents over to Neo Zeon. Yeah. And there there's like a speech being done. Uh, on a space colony. Well, that's that's like a that's um that's a flashback because we the, you start uh, you start at the beginning. You start with the flashback. Yeah, you start at the flashback. You start at the beginning of the Universal Century. So, Unicorn is like ninety-seven years after the inception of the Universal Century. The Universal Century starts when like Earth is all fucked up and they decide to send all the poor people to space. Um into the space colonies. And so like you start and you don't know this, like it makes sense, like in retrospect, after you've watched the entire season, <laughs> but like, so you see it at the beginning where there, there's like a politician making a speech and then there's a terrorist attack on the speech. And it like, they unveil this, um, this monument that has like, here's our, our 14 decrees about like, we're going into the future. We're sending our poor people to space. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then there's like, there's like a terrorist attack and then you see like there's there's people who are like working on the outside of like whatever satellite or something that they're broadcasting from and like they get like caught up in the explosion and they like catch a piece of rubble and that's kind of like the end of the flashback mm -hmm. and then you're you're in the point of view of the main character who is Benadjir. yeah and, uh, and he's like a, a space teenager in space high school but it's like tech high school like they're learning how to do mechanical shit yeah it's like kind of like a trade yeah he's in a trade school yeah and you get you're introduced to kind of like the other characters as well the side characters are like less prominent in this in this show yeah they're um, they're there but they don't really do much um and they there's a history class and it specifies that the one year war war blah, 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 blah. the one year war was like 16 years prior. So like yeah. they were born 
around the time of the one year war. Mm -hmm. Um, But none of them would have remembered it. They would have been babies. Right. Uh, And I think within like the first episode, they introduced the unicorn Gundam, which is being built by this foundation. So Benadjir is like spacing out, looking out into space. Yeah. And spacing out (laughs) into space. And he sees something like zip zip by and he, he gets all like, because it has my least favorite character trope of like the naggy female friend. Yeah. So she's there. Um, fortunately, she has very little screen time. Yeah. And <laughs> but uh, like, and, and she has like kind of a crush on Benadger, right? And but he's too busy staring into space to notice. Um, and so he like sees something, and like from the beginning, you're kind of given an inkling of like. There's something going on with Benadjir, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's something he's he's like not all there, right? Or yeah. like he's got he's got something brain stuff going on. Like he he like reaches out his hand, he looks at it and he has like it flashes into a different hand and you're like what's like what's going on with his memories? Like can he see the future? Can he see the past? Yeah. There's there's little bits of that. And so like he sees the unicorn, he sees it like and he's like a Gundam and then like you flash into the Gundam and you see like the, a guy who's very sweaty mm-hmm. being like, I can't do it. And he's like, just be better. And there's like, there's another man in the cockpit being like, figure it out. Yeah. And you find out that the other guy in the cockpit that's not piloting it is uh, the president of the Vist Foundation. Yes. Um, and they're essentially testing the unicorn Gundam and it's yeah. like speed capabilities and it's fucking crazy fast like when it moves through space it moves at right angles there is no like uh curve to any of its movement it's just like wants to go somewhere and it goes to that place um and it uh we we kind of go through this process of introducing these characters and the next character that's introduced is originally introduced as audrey yeah um and she's like this young girl about the same age as Benadjir, uh, and she kind of appears on the colony that Benadjir's on. Yeah. Um, and she's like doing something. I can't remember exactly what she's doing. She's on a, sh- well, like we actually get introduced to like the Gundam fights, like Marita in the Kshatriya. Oh yeah. And there's a fight and you see Marita be fucking badass. And then her dad, who's the cat, <laughs> My my biggest complaint is that there's like five people who are all called captain. You get their name once, but then they only ever refer to them as captain <laughs> after that. And it gets really fucking confusing when you have like they're switching between all these different characters, like doing different plot lines and moving little bits along. And they're like, captain did this. Captain did that. I'm like, which one? Yeah. <laughs> Give a lack. Say captain so and so or something <laughs> like stop just calling everyone captain. And I, so I don't know Marita's dad's name. He's not her dad, but I, that's adopted dad, adoptive father. Yeah. Um, so he's captain, but full frontal's also captain. He yeah. also gets called captain. And then there's the captain of the shit that they're on later. Mm-hmm. Who's also just called captain. Yeah. I mean, whatever. and then there's the military guy who's also called captain. There's a lot of captains. I'm kill myself. Each <laughs> ship has its own captain. There's too many captains. Name them something else. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so you see Marita. Marita's really cool. Um, but like, 
uh, Maneva is on, or Audrey's on the ship with Marita. They're docking somewhere. They're docking at the colony oh, that yeah. Benadger's at. And Audrey, like, sneaks off the ship mm-hmm. to go, like, they're they're in a dock. And so they're not on the ground of the colony. Um, and the colony is also under construction. Like, so they, these colonies, they're like, they're like spheroids and they're made out of blocks and they have these like huge kind of like colony builders that are just like building the punching the microphone (laughs) building the um building the these colonies out of like minecraft blocks yeah they're like base pieces yeah there's a factory that's producing them yeah and so the factory is like the trades or like the, the trade school is doing a tour of the factory. And so Audrey is trying to get to the factory because behind the factory is supposedly where the Vist Foundation mansion is. Yeah. Um, it, it is there. Yeah. she And then she gets kind of like lost and then suspended in space. Yeah. So like she she's like. I really like one of the things I really like about Gundam is they they. Like a lot, like Gurren Lagan did not think about like space physics at all. No. It didn't care. It was caring about titty physics. <laughs> um, but Gundam, like, there's a lot of thought put into like space physics and how people would get around on spaceships and in low space environments. Yeah. And so, like, there's these little like trolley things that like pull you around because it would be really fucking hard to walk in space. Right. Um, and like people like scoot around or like do sick flips, and it's really fun. And but like Benajer like detects her because yeah. she's like in trouble. He's like having lunch and he kind of like flat. And I'm just going to talk about it. So like the there's basic there's a thing called new types. And it's like that's the whole like meta like morality thing of the of the show where basically they're functionally like psychic, like yeah. empaths where mm-hmm. um, and and With so, other new types. Yeah, but it's also like like new type can recognize new type but new type can also like be empathetic to, towards non-new types. Yeah, for sure. It, like the that was the other like context for this cuz they introduced new types way before in like the timeline. Yeah. Um but essentially the underlying theory within the show is that like when humanity went to space yeah, it started to evolve again in yeah. a different direction, and like the All that space radiation. The canon explanation is because we can move in three dimensions, we can feel in three dimensions. That's stupid. I love it. That's fucking dumb. I love it. I have three dimensional feelings now. Yeah, well, I mean, like that's the that's like the whole thing is like it's it's like this enhanced empathy, but it is a level of like psychic ability, um, right. which yeah, and makes so them better gundam pilots so and that's basically like so but there there's con like people can't agree that new types exist that yeah. it's like it's like are new types even a thing i don't know but but basically and it's it's specifically like space noids that can be new yeah. types because you have to be in space right um, uh but they do kind of acknowledge that new types fucking exist because they make cyber new types well so Yes. So, and cyber new types are basically people who have like cybernetic implants um, into them so that they, but they have like enhanced reaction times and stuff like that. And, yeah. And you find out 
later. Like they're supposed to be all gone. You find out later that Marita, the cool bitch, is a cyber new type. Yeah. And that she was one of like her story's so fucked up. Yeah, it was but really sad. It was so sad. <laughs> Riddy, we've lost her for fucking Riddy's dumb story. I hate him. Um, so, so, but like you find out that Marita was actually like clone number 12 or whatever. Yeah. And there was a bunch of clones and they were all converted. So like they made clones for the war. They converted them to cyber new types. And then they were like all killed during the war, supposedly. And she like survived but she was all fucked up and then she was like sex trafficked yeah and that's when captain dad found her mm -hmm. and he yeah. was like and he like adopted her and he's like that's fucked up that they're sex trafficking like at all uh, like a scarred 12 year old <laughs> gonna, yeah you'll be my you'll be my replacement for my dead and i'm daughter. pretty sure they were all federation clones yeah yeah the federation did that yeah and so that's why she's part of the rebel group because the federation did some fucked up shit right um but yeah so uh Audrey and Benajer kind of like come together and Benajer's like instantly smitten. Uh, there's like clearly like something more of a connection between them, um, which you later find out they're both new types. Yeah. And uh, he, but he's like, he's like, I never knew what I was supposed to do. I didn't know where I was from. And I, I, I met you and like everything in my body is telling me that like, I need to be like with you, like not even in a necessary, like it is romantic. But like not even necessarily in a romantic sense, but being like, you are my destiny. Whatever you're up to yeah. is I'm supposed to help you do that. Right. Um, and she's like, I need to start a stop a war. So she's going, her goal is to go to the Vis Foundation, even though she's on the side of Neo Zeon. Yeah. Technically. Cause like her family is like was the leaders of the Zeon Rebellion. Yeah. And so she's the princess of Zeon yeah <laughs> yeah and so but she's basically betraying neo zeon to go to the vis foundation and be like you can't give neo zeon laplace's box because right now they're kind of in like an uneasy piece and she's worried that if they have laplace's box they're gonna get the upper hand and they're gonna start another war yeah and like fight and so like that's what she's trying to prevent Laplace's box from getting into Neo Zeon's hands to like prevent war, right? Because like, like full throttle <laughs> is full frontal. A full full frontal. That's even worse. Full frontal and his his side simp are <laughs> <laughs> are like chomping at the bit, wanting to start a war. Yeah. Um. And so like you get inner. So like. Audrey and Benajer finally find the Vis Foundation. Yeah. Uh, and you find out that the leader of the Vis Foundation is Benajer's father. You don't know. You find that out not immediately. It's within the first couple episodes. Because like, like his father's like, hey, I'm your dad. This is yours. You get to pilot the unicorn. Okay. Bye bye. No, there's other stuff that happened. Like they meet there. The Benajer. It's Benajer's dad. You don't know it's Benajer's dad. But like he's like he goes to Benajer. He's like, you need to fucking leave. You get the fuck out. And Audrey's like, don't give them Laplace's box. And he's like, where are you? And something happens. And then there's like explosions and some, and like the Neo Zeon's like attacking the colony. Oh, right. Yeah. And then because Benasher's dad dies and you don't know that he's Benasher's dad, he doesn't say, I'm your father. He's like, 
the robot's yours with his like bloody hand and he touches Benajer's face and Benajer's like father but he's using his space mind to know that it's his dad okay and he's yeah. like how did i know that he was my father yeah because it's his space dad space dad <laughs> space dad anyway so Benajer is a new type so he can pilot the unicorn which is like a 100 percent new type thing so it's like 100 psycho frame psycho frame so like all like only a new type would be able to properly pilot the unicorn. Yeah. And the, uh, so like Psycho in that, in that conflict, Benajer goes out and fights against, um, uh, what's her name? Um, Mem Marita, Marita. He goes My out babe. and fights against Marita. Uh, and he absolutely fucking annihilates her, which is like hilarious because Marita's like an ace pilot, like super skilled. Um, yeah, but there that's just like how more like how much more intense uh gundams are in comparison to the mobile suits well the the gundam actually like takes over and that that's like part yeah. of the conflict is that like benajer loses himself to the unicorn and he like kills a guy not like yeah not like in cold blood like they're fighting and he like shoots a laser at him and his mech blows up but yeah like, he like he like kills a guy and then he has like a whole thing about because he's never killed me because he's a kid He's yeah. never killed anyone. There is that really funny conflict with between Full Frontal and the simp after they capture him. Yeah. And he's like, I've never killed like Benajer's like, I've never killed anybody. And the simp is like, You fucking killed my bud. Like you, you killed that guy like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, like you just did that. And he's like, Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. Um, but uh Gundam loves having a morally ambiguous character wearing a mask. Oh, yes. There's always some. There's one. There's one in Unicorn Char in the in the previous series. Uh, so Full Frontal wears a mask, but he takes it off like immediately. But now yeah. just like take off your mask. And he's like zoop. Yeah, he's just a guy. <laughs> uh, Full Frontal. I I also want to mention that all of so this this anime was made in like 2017 or something like that. Uh, all of the characters are animated very much like their styles, very eighties, like eighties style, but it's like good animation, but it's like good animation. And it, it like takes that iconic style and just punches it up to a billion. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Um, it's really unique. It like, it has that cause they, the eighties have the, the characters have kind of like a roundish cartoonishness to them. Yeah. Um, and so it it still has that, but it has like instead of having the like shitty little thin lines, like it has like the the thicker, more modern line work, mm -hmm. and it, it it just looks it looks really good. It looks really sleek. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the animation, ten out of ten. So good. Um, the uh, so eventually uh, like there's this there's a verbal conflict between um. Full frontal and Menager, uh, after they capture him, there, there's a lot of like capturing and escaping happening in this show. It, like it happens like five or six times. It's honestly kind of confusing because you're like, you're never, it's unclear whether they're ever being like held against their will yeah. all the time. You're like, are they there on purpose or like they're who? And cause like, yeah, because they get he gets captured by full frontal, and then they have him on like the Neo Zeon hold base. Yeah, and he hangs out with like a. They send him home for like a homestay, 
right? <laughs> like a, a foreign exchange with the rebel base. So he like goes home and he's with Marita and they have dinner with this guy and his family. And then Audrey and his like high school buddies who he rescued in the unicorn are on like a ship. And it's not like a mech ship. It's like a, like a, a carrier ship yeah. for like it has mechs on it. And there's like, there's the other captain there. Don't know mm -hmm. his name. <laughs> so <laughs> ship captain. And he's kind of like a goofball. He's like framed as kind of like a goofy guy, like not super duper confident, but like competent, but like a stand up person, like not a bad person, but like he wants to do good, but he might not be like the sharpest knife in the block kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to get him hit, get Benajer back. And so they like launch an attack, but then they're like double crossed. And that was a little confusing. Yeah. Um, but Benajer gets back in the unicorn. And I don't know. Like he, he gets back on the ship. Like he gets away from Neo Zeon. Mm hmm. Um, but he makes like friends with like some of the, the rebels. And so he goes back and he's like, we shouldn't be fighting. Like fighting is dumb and all it does is kill people. And that's kind of like the, the main moral thread is like reconciling fighting. And is it ever worth, like, is it ever worth it to fight to kill people? Yeah. Like, cause it is kind of dumb if you're fighting over resources, like, and you didn't have the resources, you would die. You're dying anyway. Like, right. When's it justified? Yeah, the uh, character is also introduced um, earlier on called uh, his name's Ensign Riddy. Fuck. Uh, okay. Well, this is we get to him because that's like what when they're on the ship, Ensign Riddy, like the the military shows up and Ensign Riddy shows up to the ship and he like interacts with Maneva. Yeah, Audrey. Audrey's Maneva. Maneva's her real name. Audrey's her alias. I just Maneva's a really cool name. I like it a lot. It's a great name. But and, Riddy fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, Riddy does fucking suck. But he's a mobile suit pilot and he's like a really good pilot. He's in uh, the, the Federation military. Yeah. And he like helps out like the main crew, Maneva and uh Benajer. Um, he rescues them several times. And uh, he's okay when you first introduce him. He's like a charismatic guy. Yeah. Um, but like and he's like the same age too. Yeah, he's he's fine. And then like he like Maneva's like, I need to go to Earth to talk to someone for I some think it's reason. his father. Yeah, because his Ensign Riddy's dad is like a senator or something. He's shit. like a politician and like Ensign Ensign Riddy's like, I want to be a pilot so that I can like make my own way or whatever. So like he didn't have to be a pilot. He could have just been like a rich kid. Yeah. But he wanted to like make his own way. So like he brings Maneva down to earth to like meet his dad to try to like do something political. It's like it's very dense and I've already forgotten it. <laughs> um I watched this on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> on my flight to Hawaii. Um so like he <laughs> he he's he brings her to his dad and then she she like says something and then because like Ensign Riddy's like originally trying to help her and like she like the Federation doesn't like her but the Neo Zeon also doesn't like her yeah. like they they like ostensibly they're like oh she's our princess we like follow her but they're actually like 
not really that into her and they are trying to get rid of her. Yeah. Um, because she's like anti-war. <laughs> right. And they want to start a war. Um, and like Riddy's dad is really close with the girl boss of the Vist Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you like the Vist Foundation has a like it's like ostensibly like a corporation, but it has like a lot of influence on like the government. And so basically they're kind of like they're the main thing is like, we should just get rid of her. Right. Like she's a power figure. We should just like, you know, make her disappear. And Riddy goes full fucking incel and is like, well, like his dad tells him like what's in Laplace's box. So like his dad knows what's in Laplace's box because like all the higher ups in the government know what's in the box what's in the box (laughs) anyway so they all know what it is and his dad tells him and then he has like he's like we can't tell people this we have to keep the status quo and he goes to her and she's like he's like marry me if you marry me then my dad can help protect you yeah and she's like that's stupid i'm leaving yeah and she runs away I do really love the scene that happens right after that where she goes to the diner and she's just talking to the dude. Yeah. And just like talking to him about war, talking to him about like conflict and stuff. And he like fought in the one year war. Yeah. Uh, and he just has like a really nice conversation with her. And then like all the fucking like private police show up yeah. and like busts in the door and she just hands him like a fuck ton of money. Yeah, she gives him like a wad of cash <laughs> for the, the like coffee. And she's like, I'm the princess of Zeon. Hi, I'm the rebel princess. Like my my family's responsible for the death of millions and then he's just like ah shit and then yeah she just walks out uh which i thought was a really fun a really fun scene because like it 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 brings up that kind of like trope in like war movies and things like that where you have like that's a trope i've seen that in other like media before where you have the, like the regular guy talking to some higher up in like the enemy's military yeah and you're they, still you're having like a connection like you're because like that's the point right is that you're both humans on both sides right um but anyway so like at this point fucking ensign riddy's been besmirched eh. he's he well because like spoilers he's also a new type and he just like he's like into her yeah but he's like His solution is to one, like the status quo is fine. It doesn't matter that we have like really big like gaps, like between like wealth and stuff. And he's like, essentially slave colonies. Like I need to protect the status quo and you need to be my girlfriend. And and she's just like, "Mm, nah, I'm good. Thank you. So she like runs away. They capture her again, but they, she does. I mean, she gets out of that situation, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh they were riding horses for a bit yeah well there's a conflict that begins on earth itself yeah uh and this this conflict has like some neo zeon people that are just like fucking up some cities on earth yeah and this giant mech uh and benajer comes in and like this once again gets into this like conflict he gets he he leaves the ship and then he he gets on like Marita's dad's spaceship. Yeah. Captain dad. And I don't remember how, or like he finds out that Maneva is on earth. So he's like, I need to go to earth. So he goes on to, cause he had that connection with Marita. So he gets on to captain dad's spaceship with Marita. Yeah. And they, they go and he's like, they're doing like something for Neo Zeon. 
And then they crash on Earth. They crash on Earth. They crash land on Earth. Um, and then you have like the there's a teenage girl. Her parents were like killed in the one year war. And she's like, I'm going to have revenge. Um, she's Neo Zeon. She's Neo Zeon. So she's having revenge on the Earth people. Yeah. For her parents dying. But then it's also like she's also like a new type. But like her mech, even though it's an older mech and it doesn't have a psycho frame, it's like. She's been cursed with like negative energy because mm-hmm. like they do they do call it a curse where she's basically like her mind's been tainted and she's like obsessed with revenge. Yeah. And so like and that was really cool. Yeah, she fucking dies. She does. die. Sad. I mean, in that in that conflict, like I've got like these focal points in my head because it is a very dense show. A lot of shit fucking happens yeah. in each one hour episode. Um, like there were times when I'd be watching and because there is no intro and outro, I'm like, what? Where am I? Am I in tomato? (laughs) (laughs) But like, if you're paying attention and you're like watching in succession, you get, you catch everything. It's just like counting. It's it's difficult. It's just now because it really feels like if we wanted to talk about everything that happened, it would take us like eight hours, right? Like every second is important in the show. Yeah. Um, There's no filler. But anyway, so at this point, uh, Benajer is fighting this woman who is a part of Neo Zeon who's fucking up a d- an Earth city. Yeah. And the fucking black banshee unicorn Gundam well, comes like, into frame. He, I, isn't that after? No, it's during this conflict. Okay. Yeah. Because he, he's trying to like prevent her. He's like, don't fight. We don't need to fight. And then Riddy nukes her. Yeah. Riddy, Riddy shoots the laser and kills her. And he's like, this is what I have to do. And then the banshee comes. And they start fighting. Who's originally in the Banshee? Banshee? Marita. Marita's in the Banshee. Oh, because Marita gets taken. Yeah. Marita gets taken by the Visk Foundation. And because she was a uh, a cyber new type. They were able she, to reprogram her. They, she was originally programmed to like fight for whatever. And they reprogrammed her to be for Benadger's ha- legitimate half-brother. Because Benadger's the bastard son of the Visk Foundation's yeah. founder. So like his his half brother who's like a cowardly piece of shit, um, and is working with uh, his girl boss aunt. Like they reprogram Marita Marita to hate him being her master, and they they made a black unicorn called the Banshee, which was fucking sick. I thought it was so cool when it came out, and I was like, Nick, I want this. Yeah. But then Riddy gets a stink all over it later and I don't want it anymore. It's like black and gold. Yeah. Uh, And so like both the Banshee and the Unicorn have this like berserker mode where when they it's kind of activated by like really intense emotion. Well, it's it's the it's it's like that like anti new type weaponry. Yeah. So it fights. It's these weapons are designed to fight other new types and destroy new types. Yeah. So it can like sense new type energy, like the psycho waves from new types. And it like specifically tries to kill them. Yeah. And it like transforms uh, the armor, like moves away and you see the exposed. Yeah. You see the exposed psycho frame, uh, which is red originally. Um, And the Banshee has the same thing. And like the unicorn has like a single uh, spire, like horn on its head. And then when it transforms, it's the spire splits in half. Yeah, it's it's fucking sick as shit. Uh, we love a good transformation sequence on it. this show. 
but a conflict happens between those two. Um, we love a good redemption arc too, but Riddy's redemption arc wasn't good enough. <laughs> uh, oh, and the other part of this is uh, they are working with Benajer, like all these different groups, the Neo Zeon, the Federation, and the Vis Foundation are kind of like each individually working with Benajer to unlock Laplace's box. Like to figure out where, because they don't know where it is. And then they also don't know what's in it. And so yeah, they, the, it's the, like programmed in the La Plus program of the Unicorn Gundam. Yeah, so it's specifically the Unicorn Gundam is the key to Laplace's box. Yeah. And Benajer is the only one who can operate the key. operate the Unicorn Gundam because of his dad. Yeah. And uh, so like it has like coordinates programmed into it and throughout the but show but it's getting them in like bits right like yeah it, it had he went to one set of coordinates and it like was like the debris field from the terrorist attack and he so he went to another set of coordinates and it was like this fight happening on the city so it's kind of like he's getting these breadcrumbs that are leading it to where the final place of laplace's box is right uh and, and it's also this fight in the city it Riddy is working with a pilot unit that's piloted by like a guy from the previous shows mm. like the the captain of this he's like a military guy and he has like these mobile suit fighters and they're just like a bunch of cool guys yeah like and and Riddy gets put into this unit with a bunch of these cool guys and and like so that's he's introduced to and he is like he's like a reoccurring character so he's from like a previous series where he like had a, a bigger role. Yeah. And so like, if you, if you saw like the, the series before you would like recognize him. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know his name though. Cause they just call him captain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. So they're like unlocking Laplace's box through these coordinates. Yeah. Uh, so he fights the Banshee and like they're, they're Banshee and him are fighting and like his, brother like we don't know that it's his brother at this point like um they haven't figured that out yet his half brother yeah yeah uh, but like they're trying to like bring marita back right because she's been brainwashed and like captain dad is there and you get like flashbacks about his back so like captain dad his wife and daughter were killed by the federation when yeah. they they like nuked a bunch of zeon towns and so like that's what radicalized him and then when he met marita marita was would have been the same age as his daughter who died so mm -hmm. his daughter's name was mari so he named her marita which i think is kind of fucked up <laughs> but <laughs> you know. yeah i mean like the the thing about gundam is like at its core it's anti-war it's anti-war propaganda it, it's also like anti-capitalist anti-fascist like yeah it's like the class divide is like a huge theme across all of them. Like the, the reasons why people go to space is always because of like class and like yeah. lack of resources. And it's always like you have poor people who are being oppressed and then rich people who are like oppressing them and like taking their resources and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the space noise. The space noise. Nick doesn't like space noise. I didn't. I did not prefer it. I prefer which from Mercury's spatian. Spatian and Earthian yeah. and Mercurian. Mercurian, yeah. Uh, 
but the 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 ultimate kind of like conflict here and i, I i'd like to like as we kind of like move past a couple things is uh laplace's box is revealed at the end yes um and this is something that they've been just like toying with you the whole You're show. You're like, what's it's in like, the box? They give you little pieces, Who, little breadcrumbs. What, what could possibly in this box that's going to destroy the Federation? It's going to bring everything we know to pieces, right? Yeah. Um, and it's revealed that Laplace's box is an article, a confederation. A it's, a, it's the original monument from that speech that you saw because like it it has basically like the 14 constitutional amendments on it yeah and there's a secret 15th amendment right and the like the the replica that they made does not have the secret 15th amendment on it it only has the first 14 and the the original that's in the box there's also an old man in the box yeah <laughs> benadger's granddad he's there yeah <laughs> But he doesn't, he just, he's like, I'm old and I'm in the box. Yeah, he, <laughs> he just mostly serves to like, kind of like explain. Yeah, so he's like, the box is for you. I wanted a new type to decide what happened with the with the Laplace's box. And yeah. The secret that I keep with it. Um, so basically, the 15th Amendment is like, um, so they're sending all their poor people to space because Earth is all fucked up. And the 15th Amendment is, if a new species of humans evolves in space, the government will make it a priority for them to be represented. Yeah. Right. So basically like the conflict of like whether new types exist and like everything is, is basically like they're sending out people to space. And there's this idea that like, they're sending out people to space to just like die and get off the planet. And, and this article kind of proves that like they're sending out people to space as a prayer like they're like yeah we we fucked up on earth let's try to do better in space but like by deleting that they're kind of like we fucked up on earth and we're gonna keep fucking up in space right yeah. and so that's the kind of thing of like the government tried to cover it up that like spatians weren't or the space noids weren't supposed to be as oppressed as they are like they they weren't sent into space with the intentions of being like space slaves mm -hmm. and so and that's like Riddy knew this and was like, this is fine. I'm going to protect this system. Seems great. Be yeah. my girlfriend. Yeah. That's why Riddy sucks. And I don't give a shit about his redemption arc. They, yeah. So they like find out what uh, Laplace's box is. And then there's this kind of like final conflict between Full Frontal. Uh, yeah, because Full Frontal shows up and he's like, this is proof that we're right. And we're going to take down the Federation and we're going to destroy like we're going to create space supremacy, yeah. right? Like he's like, this is proof that space people are more involved and earth people suck. And we're just going to like create a space economy around earth because earth needs to be propped up by the resources from space. Right. And we're going to basically, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to embargo the shit out of earth and we're going to fuck earth up. Yeah. And, and they're like, you're missing the whole point. And it also turns out that he's like an android. Yeah, he kind of like contains like the will of Char. Um, but he's like a robot, but maybe not. But maybe, maybe but he's he a might, robot. He might be a robot, might be a clone. He might be a robot. Uh, we love a queer coded villain. Yeah, he is extremely queer coded. Very gay. <laughs> uh, and then he has his gay little sidekick. 
I, I bought, I have chars or I have full frontals, uh, red comet number two. And mm. then I also have his gay psychics little simp mobile. Like, I'm excited for you to build those. It is a little purple guy a pair, uh, especially next to the unicorn Gundam after I get that one built. Yeah. Uh, but I originally wanted to buy the Banshee, but then, so this final fight, Riddy, Riddy's all pissed. He, he's going through his like incel meltdown because Maneva doesn't want to be his girlfriend and she ran off. She's doing other shit, right? She's literally trying to like run a country. She's trying to prevent a war. Yeah. And, and he's like, you're hanging, you're holding hands with Benajer. And it's like, grow up. (laughs) (laughs) So he, he gets all mad and he joins with the Vis foundation and his dad. And he gets he gets in the banshee. So like Marita gets fucked up and she's like too injured to fight. So she's like being she's on her dad's ship. Yeah, she gets she gets taken on. No, well, she's with Captain Dad, but Captain Dad is on Captain Captain's ship. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Because I I I personally I ship Captain Dad and Captain Captain. They had like a nice moment. I'm like, they should kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but so Mar- Marita's like, and her brain's like fried. Because she's been like reconditioned and unconditioned and whatever. Um, so, but Captain Dad is taking care of her, and Captain Captain is also there, and they're on the ship. And oh, and they the Laplace's box was just on the original colony that they were on under the vista. Yeah. So they just did this big circle just to go exactly where they were at the beginning, which is fine, you know. I mean, I would do the same thing if I was like had that kind of, you know. <laughs> but he, I feel like he could have been like, like the with his dying breath, while he's like touching his son with his bloody hand, he can be like, "The box is underneath the house," <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. He could have said that. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and then he could have just had it. But they, it's it's a it's about the like the friends we make along the way, right? Like that's yeah. a very like. <laughs> um but he had to have like a bunch of character growth and decide what he was going to do with Laplace's box. Yeah. Um but they're like they're like rep- they're reading Maneva is with uh Benager's grandfather and she's like announcing this like new idea or this idea that was been kept secret for like almost a hundred years yeah to the you know everybody yeah. everybody on earth and everybody in space they do and- like a broadcast because that's what they just he's like like uh basement grandpa is like you can like i don't really care what you do like i i've kept it secret i used it to blackmail the government for a really long time and i got rich and now it's just kind of your choice to do whatever you want with it and if you wanted to keep it secret and maintain the status quo if you wanted to tell everyone if you wanted to like use it say like yes war is justified like the earth needs to be subjugated and so that's like um full frontal is like war is justified because of this like they need to be subjugated and and there and maneva's response is obviously like no that's bad war is bad like they they sent people into space as a prayer not a curse and like we now need to kind of like stop fighting and like work together and like these like new types and like the evolution that's happening with people in space is a gift, right? It's yeah. proof that like humans are adapting, that they're capable of more and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. and so while that's happening, they're fighting full frontal because full frontal is like trying to start a war with it. Yeah. And 
and then Riddy comes up. Well, like like Riddy, they had they fought before because Riddy tried to stop them from going to the box. Oh right. So they they fought before, and and Marita comes out and like she fights she fights Riddy. Riddy kills her. Yeah. And she becomes a force ghost. <laughs> and she shows up in like Riddy's cockpit, which like finally like reveals finally that like. Riddy is a new type. Riddy is a new type because new type recognizes new type. Yeah. And she's a cyber new type, but it's like basically the same. And like, so he's like, he kills her and he feels bad about it. And he's like, I killed her. And we're like, yeah, you did piece of shit. (laughs) And it's like for your redemption arc, but your redemption arc is lame and I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so like and then Riddy like comes around and at the end when they're fighting like full frontal he like helps um he helps Benajer and then Benajer like expands the psycho frame to become like a giant radio whatever to like radio all of humanity and he like helps him do that and then Benajer gets like sucked into being a force ghost and no no you're missing a part they uh they stop the super ultra mega cannon yes i love the super ultra mega cannon and i love that that's what it's actually called it is legitimately called super ultra mega cannon uh the the federation in conjunction oh, with the oh, Biss right, foundation oh, right, right. are trying to blow up the colony because so so they're they're like we need to stop this this like broadcast yeah so they're like let's just fucking nuke it so they're gonna nuke a whole colony and like everyone on it and then like and they're like, oh, should we do it? That's like a bunch of people. And the military guy comes in. He's like, if you do this, the military will be against you. I will like, I'm going yeah. like, he's like, I will become a traitor. I will commit treason. If you do this, we're going to fucking fight you. And Riddy's dad is like, we got to do it. And he like pushes the button and girl boss aunt is there. And like the, the half brother is also there. And he's like crying. He's like, Marita. Yeah. Which is really weird because he had like barely any interaction with her, but like, you know, men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, we, so like he pushes the button and then someone's like, hey, that's your son. So he just like nukes his son. Yeah. And then so he has a moment, he's like, we got to turn it off. And then the guy's like, you can't. You launched the super ultra mega cannon, like <laughs> too fucking bad. And I was like, Dude, you just decided to like kill like hundreds of thousands of people and you were fine with it. And then you're like shitty incel son. You find out that he's there and you're like, oh, no, maybe this was a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, and the, but like Benajer and 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 Riddy end up deflecting the blast. Yeah, with their with their feelings. Yeah. With, yeah. Really with their feelings. It's literally the like frame. the psycho frame. They like they like blend their feelings together and have a little kiss and. Um, deflect the super ultra mega cannon <laughs> and then like but then like Benajer gets too lost in the sauce yeah right and he he's like he like meets his because like people like become force ghosts and it's kind of like they're all like people who died are like still there and like you can hear like the hopes and dreams of everyone and like people in the past um, like full frontal gets because it is unclear if he's a robot, but Captain Dad does say like the captain also like lost a wife and child, mm-hmm. right? So like full frontal or whoever full frontal was based off of 
had like a wife and kid that died and like they they come back as force ghosts and they're like stop it (laughs) just be cool yeah and so like marita's there and like benajer meets his dad and 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 like there's this whole big thing about like Maneva's whole deal is that she needs to be like Benajer's tether mm-hmm. because basically like he he'll get too lost in the Gundam sauce and like yeah. lose himself. And so she's she's there and she's like, come back to me. And he's like, ah, not today, Force Dad. And he like goes back and is alive and not dead. He does uh the Gundam Unicorn also like transforms into this really sick version where the psycho frame like expands out into these like gem formations and he yeah, just he's... like zips around and starts killing mobile suits. Yeah. And he's all sparkly and blue. It's pretty sick. Because the cool the good psycho frame is blue. Yeah. Like the the psycho frame where they're like unhappy is red, but then the psycho frame where it's like humanity is is cool and like it's based off of like empathy and love and killing my favorite character <laughs> for fucking Riddy's dumb piss poor redemption arc. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, Riddy has the fucking gall at the end. He's like, if you ever want to leave him, you could. And it's like, like Maneva and Benajer have this, like, it's barely like, they don't ever do anything romantic. Right. They yeah. never like explicitly talk about it. They're just like, like we're bonded, right? And we have to do this together. And like, we're each other's tether. And it's like this very like deep bond. And then Riddy's over here being like, me, Horty, be my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, mad that she's not my wife. And it's just like, it just feels so like his feelings for her feel so fucking dumb and hollow compared to like her relationship with Benajer. Yeah. Wait, Riddy fucking sucks. Riddy does suck. <laughs> he got a stupid incel stink all over the black unicorn. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. Which for Mercury was insane. Yes. It was it was such a ride. I loved every second of it. And like a uh, roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. So prologue, you so stressful. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so it starts off, right? Episode zero, episode zero, where there's like gun the format. So you have like, it, it's the reverse where rich people like earth is all fucked up. So rich people go to space and leave the poor people on earth. Yeah. And so um, there's Gundams and like in the first episode, they're like getting banned because like the it, the Gundams put too much of a strain on the bodies and minds of their pilots and it makes you like go cuckoo bananas. Yeah. And it also like it also like damages you physically. So yeah. like the the. The it like that does it, like nervous damage. Yeah. Like, so oh. going back to like the through line through all of the Gundam series, Gundams use a material called permit and permit is what allows and Gundanium <laughs> is what allows the pilot to directly interface with the robot. Yeah. Um, and the, the ability to interact with the permit determines a score. So a permit score of one is like, you know, you're kind of just like interacting with the robot. It's not super straining permit score of two. Like you're moving almost at near thought speed. 
Um, there's no delay and not much delay in reactions. Permit three is like super fast. Permit four, you're like, you know, getting into like unbelievable uh, combat prowess um, all the way up to permit six where you're literally like a psychic God. Yeah. Um, and the reason that it causes strain is it causes fucking brain death from lack of oxygen. Yeah. Like your, your brain starts consuming oxygen at like an insanely accelerated rate, the higher the permit scores you go. Um, and so the council, which is comprised of these mega corporations decide, Oh, well, we're going to ban Gundams because weapons shouldn't kill their operators. They yeah, should if kill, you're the people kill people. It should, you should be pointing a gun at them and killing them. Yeah. And, but it's, it's like very obviously like, not a real reason right yeah they, they're doing it because and i'm not a hundred percent like clear on this but like for some reason gundams pose some kind of like material threat to their businesses yeah and, and they, that, that they, hasn't been fully like revealed yet yeah i'm not exactly sure why um but then you you have this console and it's kind of like switching back and forth between like this council announcement being like we're banning Gundams and then this like research space laboratory where they're making like super extra duper special Gundams. Yeah. And there's <laughs> so I will say like right off the bat, like Gundam um, Unicorn and Gundam Wing, which we watched a little bit about. Um they 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 have kind of silly goofy anime names but they don't really have like anything really anime about them like they don't have like silly goofy anime hair or anything this one which for mercury goes so hard in the silly goofy animeness <laughs> they all have crazy anime hair they all have crazy anime names yeah like it it's it's one of the more like anime gundams where it like has more of that anime vibe like and it's not it's not that it's like silly like haha silly though it is silly haha silly in parts but that's just to lull you into a false sense of security before it like crushes your heart and dreams <laughs> absolutely fucks your soul <laughs> like holy shit so yeah in the first episode that's really cute you have uh so this like you character have her the, name's airy yeah the the mom She's like three the mom is a pilot and they're they're testing this new like super gundam like this super cool like the best gundam ever made kind of gundam. yeah and it has like badass grandma with like head plates she fucking rips shit she's so cool yeah well and then the other like important thing is she's like they're using this thing called the gund format gund format and the gund g-u-n-d format is the kind of like driving technology behind the Gundams. Yeah. And the Gund format was originally created for prosthetics yes. and like physical enhancements to help humans in space. It's from, it's basically a parallel for, <clears throat> it's a parallel for what prosthetics that like you, you control like your actual arm. Like, yeah. So you put this prosthetic on, on like, you have a, a prosthetic arm and you can like move all the fingers and articulate them. And it, it just functions like an arm. Like, yeah, it, you control it with your, your brain and your nerves, like everything else. And so the gun format for Gundams 
is you're controlling this giant robot like it's your body, like it's yeah. your giant robot body. It's just an extension of you. Yeah. Uh, and like the other thing about this, like this version of the of the Gundam universe is like the being in space is really uh, hard on humans. Yeah. Um, and so the Ilfrith, which is the like ultimate Gundam that they're developing, um, is kind of like the next step in the Gund format, which we yeah. don't know what that next step is. Uh, and you don't find it out in the first season. Yeah. But uh, it's it's supposed to be something amazing. Well, so they declare that these Gundams are banned. Right. Uh, the the like government organization does this. And uh, they fucking the government organization, which is kind of like headed by this. Uh, they by the, send, yeah, they just send in like a fucking SWAT team yeah. to murder everyone who's working on Gundams, which seems insane. Yeah. Like they make something illegal and then literally kill everyone who knows anything about it. And then destroy all the Gundams. But so like you're introduced, you have like the Gundam and you're talking to the cool professor lady. And there's the, the person in the mech who's like trying to drive it, but she's not going to, she's not able to like get the permit score, like past three. Yeah. Like, they're only getting to two. And she wants to keep pushing, but the the professor lady is like, don't do that. Like, you'll break your brain. We don't need you. Like, the whole point of this is we're trying to prove that it's possible. And, like, the mobile suits are, like, intended to be, like, a tool for people to work and be in space. Yeah. Um. But then, like, people are, like, they're going to use it as a weapon. It's, like, you are putting guns on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, and then the the cute little, like, cute little airy comes in and she's like a sweet little baby angel and she's like mother and and she's like you're not supposed to be here but that's cute and it's her birthday and so like the and you find out that like professor lady like let her in yeah and and so like her mom finishes up her training with ilfrith the gundam and they go to like celebrate her birthday and that's when the attack happens well other important part so like they celebrate the birthday and the dad who is like a researcher and you find out the mom has like a prosthetic arm. Yeah. Um, and, and she's like doing something, her arm dies in the middle of doing it. So like it's, she lost an arm and she's trying to like help with Gundam research so that she can have a less shitty arm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have a cooler arm. And, and so like they're doing, they're doing a birthday and the dad gets like a phone call and the phone call is like, hey, all of our shit's about to be rocked. And so, like, both the parents are, like, out of the room, and Aerie, like, wanders like wanders out and wanders back to the Gundam area where they're keeping Ilfrith. Mm -hmm. And the professor lady's there, and she's like, get inside this Gundam. Talk to her. It's your birthday. And so, like, she, like, wakes up the Gundam, and she's like, hi, I'm Aerie. Like, yeah. I'm I you're my little sister. It's my birthday. I'm your big sister. Like mm -hmm. you need like because the the they're talking about like, oh, we just need to wake her up. Like the the Gundam is like not waking up. And so like we need to wake up. So try to talk to her and see if you can like help her wake up, basically. And she's like, you should come out and play. Like we can have a birthday party for you. So she's being really cute with this Gundam. And then like so she's there and then it cuts away and like shit's going down. 
right? So like SWAT team comes in. They're fucking murking they're people. Stop mur right. They kill the lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so they kill, they start killing people at this research facility. Um, the dad runs and gets into a mobile suit. No, and, he gets into a Gundam. Yeah. The, oh, sorry. <laughs> so the dad, like, well, they all have, they're all Gundams here. So like they all get into Gundams and they're piling the Gundams and they're fighting the like SWAT team that's trying to kill them. Yeah. Who are all in mobile suits. Who are all, well, I think. I don't think one of them is the, this, this guy. I don't think that's a Gundam. It's not a Gundam. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure it's a mobile suit. All right. I don't know. Um, so they're, they're fighting, uh, the evil SWAT team and the dad's like, find Ari, take Ilfrith and like, get out of here to the mom. Yeah. And, and the mom's like, where the fuck did our daughter go? And she, she like runs to Ilfrith and the daughter's there and she's like, okay. And like, they get in and she's like booting it up and she's like, who, who connected? So like the Gundam like woke up. Right. Yeah. And she's like, who connected? To this Gundam, like what's going on? And you see that it's Aerie's name, the little fucking three-year-old. Yeah. So Aerie, the toddler, is like was able to like wake up the Gundam and have like the the super good connection. And so she starts. She's like the mom is like driving, like she's holding the wheels, but Aerie's the one whose mind is like running the Gundam. Yeah. And she starts like she's like oh sparkles, and she's like pointing at things and they're just exploding mobile suits yeah right and the mom so she's like ha 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 and the mom's just like my daughter's a murderer <laughs> and then like she and, and the dad's like what's going on and he's like why do you have Harry in the mobile suit and like they're they're talking and he's like okay well you guys got to get out of here and then they like and then the the lesbian whose girlfriend just died um she she's like I'm going to kill them for killing my girlfriend. She doesn't say that part, but they're very much implied to be girlfriends. Um, and so she goes like permit score four, which mm -hmm. is like kind of as far as anyone really like, can go. Yeah. Really can go before they start like losing their brains. And, and the dad also does it so like they can, and he starts singing the happy birthday song. And he's like singing the happy birthday song to his daughter who's like killing dudes on accident. And he like sings like with his dying breath. He like sings her oh, the happy birthday song. It it's got like, me good, man. And it's like the fucking saddest shit in the universe. Yeah. And then the prologue ends shortly after that. Yeah. Uh, and then we fast forward like 15 years. And the, the Gundam's a different color. It's <laughs> called something different. And Aerie has a different name. Yeah. So the Gundam is now called Ariel. It's not Ilfrith. <laughs> and so we fast forward like 15 years. And yeah, the, yes. the, the robot's different. There is She's a different color. Yeah, different color. And Ari's name is Suleta now. Suleta Mercury. Suleta Mercury. And she's on her way to Space Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. It's she's an academy for uh, Spatians and Earthlings. Uh, Earth and Earthians. Earth Earthians. Uh, but to they kind of like learn and uh, it's very like corporate themed. So like it's all well, about building businesses and shit. On their way there, it, it's very similar to how Benajer like sensed Mineva, mm -hmm. where she's like, "There's a girl. There's someone out there, right? I have to go save her." Yeah. And it's kind of unclear how she knew that. Um, but so she gets an Ariel and she goes and like and there's just like 
a person in a they call them normal suits, which I really yeah. like. But there's a person in like a space suit just kind of like floating in space. And she goes and like picks her up with a robot and like brings her in into the cockpit, into the cockpit. And the girl's like, how dare you? And then she headbutts Suleta. <laughs> like, it's really fucking good. Um, but you find out that her name is Miorane. Miorane is cute. She is the tomato bride. You stop stealing my jokes. I'm going to stop telling you funny <laughs> shit. Because you're going to take all my fucking jokes. But so like the plot is literally Utena. So like in the if, beginning, if the you beginning. were if you were with us for the shoujo anime and you listen to us talk about Utena, basically this school is run by robots. Everything is decided by duel. Yeah. And it's run by the students run by the students. They have a student council. And this is like a school of rich kids. So all these, all the kids who are like at the top, who are like on the student council are like the children of the people who run these mega corporations that rule everything. Yeah. And so you have Miorine, whose dad is one of the mega corporation guys. And he is like the head of the school. And he was like, whoever wins, who's ever the, what's the, what's the word? Uh, they have they have a special title the holder yeah the holder is the guy who like won all the duels and they have like a special white uniform and like the holder is engaged to Miorine. yeah and Miorine is like this sucks i don't want to do this she has her greenhouse she grows her tomatoes and her tomatoes she's that's why like we joke because in the in utena it was the rose bride where like the person who won the duels it is engaged to the rose bride and then whoever wins the duel in Witch of Mercury is engaged to Miorne and she grows tomatoes instead of roses. So she's the tomato bride. Yeah. And she's engaged to Guel. Yeah. At the beginning of the show, she's engaged to Guel. Who is basically Kamina. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He has very, he's, he's, he also really reminds me of Jotaro from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. He's like, Hora! <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, he has a dumb pink hair stripe. I love his character design so much. And he's he's got the like eyebrow notches. You really like the out eyebrow the eyebrow spikes mm -hmm. on uh, in Big O for Roger Smith. You're like yeah. I love his eyebrows and like that's you just really like those anime eyebrow spikes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. It gives him like an intensity that's really fun. Uh, but yeah, so essentially uh i don't remember what sparks the fight between her guel so, and mirane so she so mirane is trying to run away to earth because she doesn't want to marry guel we're introduced to guel 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 i don't know how the fuck to pronounce Guel. his name um we're, we're introduced to guel like he's he's fighting someone and he's like lord and he's like you're my bride and he's being really shitty about it yeah um and uh is like this guy's a pig i hate him and and she she runs away to her uh she lives in like a greenhouse off by herself um, yeah. instead of living in one of the house dorms and guel shows up she's there tending her tomatoes and guel shows up and he's like you need to stop running away you need to acknowledge that you're my bride and she's like fuck you i'll never marry you you're a piece of shit <laughs> and and he's like I'm going to learn you good. And he starts like breaking all her shit. Like, yeah. So and then he also raises his hand to strike her. Yeah. And like, <laughs> which is, 
I, I, I can smell the redemption arc on him. Yeah. But like the introduction is so bad. Yeah. Like that's, you know, like for, it's really hard for me to come back from like hitting your girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but then Suleta Suleta shows up and she's like, you need to stop. And she spanks him. Right. And it's, it's all a reference to Utena because like the Rose bride gets slapped a lot. But instead of the tomato bride getting slapped, Gwell gets spanked. Yeah. And she challenged, or uh, Mjornine challenges Gwell to a duel. Yeah. And she's like, if I win, I'm not going to be your fiance. And I don't remember what happens when he, if he wins, something stupid. Um, and. So she's fighting him and she's not any good, but she's fighting. She doesn't have a mech. So she's like, you, you have to give me like, you have to maintain the responsibility for bringing me back here. So she uses Suleta's mech, which is Ariel, Ariel yeah. which is the Gundam. So she's like fighting him and she's not successful. And I don't know. I don't understand the rules. I feel like they just kind of fudge the rules because for some reason, <laughs> halfway through the fight, uh, Suleta's able to just sub in. Yeah, well, like they can they can have proxies. Yeah, but she like usually a proxy is like announced before. Like I'm going to yeah. use this as my proxy, and yeah. so she started fighting and losing, and then Suleta's like, "Let me be your proxy." Like halfway through the fight, and they're like, "I guess it's because Ghoul was like, this is fine. Let me, I'll fight her and win." He was very confident. He's very confident guy. Yeah. Um, and so Suleta, you know is a witch, which is what they call people who are able to use Gundams. Yeah. And she fucking rips his shit up. Oh, she fucks him up. She fucks him up so good. And so the result of that is she is now engaged to uh, Mirene. Yeah. So they are engaged. It is gay. And so that is like, but I'm a girl. And she's like, wow, you guys are really backwards on Mercury, huh? Yeah. She like <laughs> Mjorne is like literally like that doesn't matter. Like, like who cares? Yeah. It's really good. Um, and uh five, six episodes kind of like build like a little stuff. bit, but it is like, yeah, it's just like school stuff. They're like fighting duels. Yes. Very Utena. Suleta's just like trying to live her best life, make friends. Um, she has a list of stuff that she wanted to do in high school and it's like go on dates like get food at the cafeteria with my friends and so like yeah um tell a joke that makes everyone laugh <laughs> and and then you're also you're getting kind of like you get a sense of of like the the class divide in the school and like there's there's earth students at the school that are like being bullied by the space students and so like Earth students are like poor. The Earth house is like really run down. And like you have Nick's favorite character, Choo Choo, who's like openly belligerent to Spatians and is like, you shitty Spatians, stop being me. Like, yeah, fuck off and die. <laughs> she she's so unhinged. I love it. Yeah. She's got big puffy pink hair. Yeah. She's just like <laughs> ready to fight everyone. Um, but Ghoul challenges. So like Suleta gets challenged, Ghoul challenges to another duel against his father's wishes. Or no, it was his father's like, you need to duel her again and become the holder again. Yeah. Right? 
And so Guel challenges Suleta to another duel. He loses again. Yeah. And then he gets fucking spanked again. He gets fucking spanked again. And then he gets spanked so hard that when the duel's over, he asks her to marry him. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, ah! Oh, and then uh, he's he's using like a Gundam that's like programmed. It's not and a it's Gundam. like AI or not a gun. Yeah, you're right. A mobile suit that's like uh, programmed and has like AI in it. Yeah. Because his dad doesn't believe that he can win. And like, and that's he doesn't want to use the AI. And then they also, um, the Ariel uses like, heat lasers or some shit and they they break the sprinkler system so that the sprinkler system's going off so she can't use her weapons mm. and so like that's kind of like it's like hunger games where you have sponsors where like, pe like outsiders are allowed to interfere yeah it's considered like it's like you have a boon or you have a bust you know like yeah maybe luck's on your side and so mrna goes and like fixes the sprinkler system so it's not raining so that Soleta can use her weapons, and so she wins against Guel. And then Guel's dad's really mad at him for losing, <laughs> and it's like a whole thing. I think is is that when he gets disowned, uh, or does he get he gets? I think it's close to that. Yeah, he gets. It's unclear if it's because of this fight. Like I don't really remember, but he gets disowned by his dad because his dad's a piece of shit, and he also has like a younger brother. Um, who's like brother um and like but, but yeah Guel comes out of the the mobile suit and is like uh so is like well you're you were really strong like you did a good job and he's like marry me yeah. <laughs> and then she's like no oh god no um, yeah, and so like Suleta's character is like introduces this very like she's kind of like a little cinnamon bun, you know. She's very she, sweet. She's she very, stutters like, a lot. She's like oh, bah, 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 bah. she's like super nervous all the time, and she just like wants to be friends with everyone, and is like really naive, really like she's she's like a country bumpkin, like going yeah. to the big city. So she's like from this outpost from mercury we also she goes on a phone call with her mom she calls her mom and she's like and she always talks about like oh my mom always tells me this and blah 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 and it's it's a different mom the mom's different mom is different she's got different color hair but she's still missing an arm but, yeah and she's wearing a mask she's wearing a mask like like the ambiguous characters always wear a mask yeah there's something up with the mom <laughs> there is something up with there's the something mom. up with the mom she ain't right the mom uh, ain't right the mom is sus but uh, the the contrast when she's like inside of Ariel and piloting her, she's fucking bloodthirsty. Like, yeah, but not like outwardly, but like when she like fights in the duels, like she does laser not focus, she's around. like, bzz, bzz, and like bzz, bzz, bzz. the 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 criteria to win the duel is you just have to cut off their like uh, head crest, their, head dongle, the the dongle on the top of the head. She fucking like tears them limb from limb and then tears off the. And tears off like the whole head. Yeah, like it's it, so you can tell like early on, and it when you like think about it after the last episode of the season, uh, it kind of makes more sense. Um, her like ruthlessness in battle, but uh, you know, around episode six is when things start to really like pop off. Well, because like she has, so she she fights Guel, and that's kind of the end of like Guel stuff. And then there's the Ellen. Ellen, yeah. Who is because there's there's the different so Ellen's one of the 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 P one, the P the P like per pest count pit 
there's a it, the foundation the corporation is called like P something mm. can't remember anyway so he's like that foundation and then Shadik is and he's that is a foppish young man <laughs> he's just like walking around in like pointy sandals with long hair and his tits out <laughs> um so uh Shadik is one of the kids who's like on the council like one of the kids of the major corporation and then uh, Ellen is also a kid of one of the major corporations. Uh, you find out later that he isn't. He is someone who has had his face replaced to yeah. look like the real. So he's not really Ellen. Like there's a real Ellen. And instead of going to school himself, he, this corporation gets like orphans who, and puts his face on these orphans and has them go to school for him. Yeah. Uh, and they are testing out like a secret Gundam. Yeah. So they're, they're doing secret. So he sees the fight with well, and he's like, Oh, this is like, she's piloting a Gundam and other people don't know what it is because yeah. like they're banned. Like no one's ever seen them. And he, but he Gundam recognizes Gundam. Right. Yeah. So he's like, she's piloting, excuse me. She's piling a Gundam. So he she's the same as me. Yeah. So he he gets close to her, but then he realizes that like her Gundam doesn't break her, right? Yeah. Her Gundam isn't fucking her up. Right. And he's like, she's broken the curse, like the curse of Gundam, right? Because he's also a witch. Yeah. And and so he's he like challenges her and she she like has kind of a crush on him. And he he kind of like gets close to her and then he finds out more about it. And then he gets like jealous because he's like, I suffer because of my Gundam and like you don't. And so he like challenges her to a duel and doesn't explain anything. And he's like, I want Ariel. Like, I want your Gundam. That's what I'm going to get out of it. Um, and he pilots one of the like one of the sickest fucking Gundams in this series. It's called the Feract. <laughs> so sleek. <laughs> Um, it's like all black uh, and it has a big goddamn sniper rifle. Oh, so fucking cool. <laughs> so um, so they fight. He loses, of course. Yeah. Um, but like through throughout the like leading up to the duel, she's like, why are you doing this? Why won't you tell me anything? I just wanted to be close to you. Like they went on a date and she was like really excited. Um, and and he's like, I don't have a birthday. I don't have it. And she's like, today can be your birthday. Like. And she like sings him happy birthday over the intercom trying yeah. to like get him out of the duel, but they still duel and he loses, but then he kind of is like, he like comes around and then you see him at the end. He's like crucified in a tunnel and, and they're supposed to like meet and hang out and he gets, he's singing the happy birthday song to himself and gets mm -hmm. fucking vaporized because whoever wrote the show has like uh, uh, like has been traumatized by birthdays and has to traumatize all of us with birthdays. Yeah, well, I mean, so it connects it connects to his character in this in this like He's very like, real no one sense. Ever, no, no one ever celebrated my birthday. Yeah, but then because she like it's it's kind of like the new type thing where like she psychically connected to her Gundam. And in their fight, she was able to like psychically connect to him mm -hmm. and it like unlocked an old memory. Yeah. Yeah. So. And his his kind of like hope was that she had 
the same trauma. Right. Right. And uh, he thought that they were going to be the same, that she had suffered the same way that he had suffered through, through using these Gundams. And it wasn't like her Gundam, the super special magic, awesome Gundam, like doesn't fuck her up. Mm -hmm. Like other Gundams. She can go up to permit score six with like no issues at all. Uh, and she like communicates with Ariel as like as if Ariel's a person. Yeah. So she's like, "Oh, you want to go do this? Yeah, let's go do this." Like, yeah. They they're having conversations when she's in the cockpit. But yeah, they vaporize Ellen. Yeah, uh, because he like outlived his usefulness. Yeah, he uh, lost the duel, and then but also part of that duel is like the the duels cause like gradual brain damage, even if you're not like going f- to the high permit scores. Like it still like has an ongoing effect. Yeah. And so like he, it was his last duel. Like he went too hard and they, they were like his brains, like he has too much brain damage. And then you meet like the real Ellen. Which is like a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Awful. Fuck that guy. I can't wait for his ass to be kicked. Yeah. Well, and then they replaced him with, uh, like, they say in the show, and you only get, like, a little bit of him, because yeah. he, like, tries to seduce Suleta. Well, you see the original, I th- I think that's the original No, Ellen. that's a clone. Is that, that's the clone that's seducing her? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was the, okay. Because, like, they say, they're, like, talking to the OG Ellen, mm-hmm. uh, and they're, like, he's even more sinister than you are. Uh, okay. your, re- your replacement is even more sinister than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's... Both of them are absolutely awful. It is awful. gross. Oh, it's, it's so it's disgusting. So gross. He's like, he's like, you know, clearly like manipulating Suleta, knowing that she w- had a crush on Ellen, and he's like, you know, just kiss me and everything will be good. And at this point, she's already engaged to fucking. Well, Mirane. like she, Mirane is kind of like, this isn't a real engagement. We're gonna get camp. But then, like after, so Suleta gets stood up by Ellen. Yeah. Um, because they're busy vaporizing him. Right. And, and and it takes a couple days for them to put the face on a new guy, apparently. So, like, he does, like, the original Ellen does interact with her. Like, he does fill in, I think, like, one day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And, and but he is, he's gross that one day, too. Um, but, like, they, they start really fleshing out Mjolnir's, like, relationship mm-hmm. with, because you're like, oh, this is just going to be straight. But no, it, it's, it swings back to being gay, which is cool. and so like um mirane like it turns like they have school and it turns out that like suleta needs to have like a mechanic and uh something else uh yeah uh, she has to have a team like she has like a a mechanic and like an assistant for when she's taking her exams and she's like i don't have anyone and nobody wants to partner with her because she pissed off all of the um council guys yeah and she might be a witch yeah so uh, oh yeah and she gets like after her fight with ghoul she's like in oh the first fight with ghoul she like gets held in custody and then she has the second fight with ghoul and like that's the she if she wins she gets to just go to school yeah and that's that's what the duel is about and so like that that's how that gets solved (laughs) and like so Oh, that's what I was saying. So they're back to being <laughs> Guel, gay. Uh, no, I don't want to talk about Guel. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> sorry, Ellen. Ellen, yeah. So Ellen's gross. Um, but they they focus or they're trying to get. She's trying. Sled is trying to get a team, right? And nobody wants to be her teammate. 
mm-hmm. and she goes to like there there's this really nice girl with like blue hair who's from earth i forgot her name she's also a terrorist she, with the, psh, psh, psh. We haven't gotten there yet we don't know <laughs> we just know that she was perhaps raised by terrorists she knows their terrorist signals um so the, she's she's really nice and that's her whole thing is that like people are bullying her and she's like turn the other cheek ah. yeah um meanwhile and- choo choo in her fucking feral rage is like oh, i'm gonna motherfucking murder you bitch. yeah choo choo's trying to murder everyone who ever looks at her um and we respect it <laughs> <laughs> so so uh blue hair girl is like suleta come to earth house and see if someone will be there to help you and um so so let it is and then choo-choo's like get the fuck out of my house yeah <laughs> and then basically it ends up like mjorne does it for her and mjorne is like a super genius she like reads the manual she's like i can do it um and so is getting bullied by the other girl they like fuck up they like sabotage her gundam and she like can't pass the exam and she's having feelings about it and so like it's like normal school stuff but then there's like after ellen dies there's this kind of like ramping up of like stuff behind where like they've confirmed that she's flying a Gundam. Yeah. They've confirmed that the corporation that Ellen is part of is making Gundams illegally. Mm-hmm. And so then you get to Well then uh Suleta's mother's corporation yes. admits that it is a Gundam as well. Yeah. So but that that wasn't until they didn't admit that until they get to like the big party. Oh, the company. The company. the company. Yeah. So like there's a big party and it's like this ball and they're announcing the holder and then they like do what they put her on a giant pedestal in the middle of the sky and is like, this is a witch. She's uh, fighting an illegal Gundam and she's using an illegal Gundam and everyone's like, you also were using an illegal Gundam and they're like, we did it on accident and we fired that team. Yeah. <laughs> like taking well, then, no responsibility for the actions. Right. Well then Miorine is like, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to form a company. Yeah. And we're going to buy all, we're going to hire all of the, the research team and we're going to make Gundams and they're going to be cool and awesome. Yeah. And they're not like, they don't harm our pilots. Like look at, look at Suleta. Yeah. She's fine. Um, and we're going to develop gunned technology. Like, yeah. Gunned arm. Yeah. That's what they named their company. Gunned arm. Um, and, and, and there's about like three episodes where that's just kind of like, you know, they're just setting up a company and it's like, it's character growth for Mjorne. Cause like her whole character is like, fuck my dad. I hate my dad. And she goes and she like bows to your, her dad. And she's like, please fund this company. Like I, I know, you know how much money she gets for the company. It's like, like two billion dollars. It's two hundred and forty billion. It's a lot of money. The, the insane. Like these, it's insane. So she gets. He like no one is willing to fund it, and she like goes and she bows to her dad, and she's like, "If you if you start funding it, then other people will start investing in." It. It's also like a like there's this is not like is this how companies are formed? Seems wild. It Seems is. like a crazy way to form it is companies. Insane. Yeah. Um, but it literally is. <laughs> oh my god. And so, like, she forms this company, but they're like, we we don't, like, we're teenagers. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and they don't have, like, a product or anything. Yeah. Um, and so that's the next couple episodes are them. Like, it, like, really shifts 
and they partner with the earth house um to uh figure out what they're doing for gundams gundarm and they yeah. they like make a commercial and they decide that they're going to make like medical equipment like they're going to like they did research about like where ariel came from and like the original um like gun format researchers and like it was for prosthetics it was for medical yeah. research and they're like we're going to continue this we're going to make gun format prosthetics yeah and the woman that was working with the same organization that ellen that vaporized fucking ellen yeah was she is like a secret witch but more like more in she's one of the original researchers no no she's not she she's she a was. no she's a witch in in sentiment because she didn't work on like work on the original like gun gundam uh gundam format um but like she she's like she says in the show like i aligned with the message yeah like, like I aligned she, with the message. she was doing the same kind of research and she was like really into it yeah but and like she she's helping them out yeah um so so they're doing that and then like they're going somewhere where are they going they go they all get on a ship and like the the b plot is like guel is like living in a tent yeah he and gets disowned there, oh there's like a bit with shadik where shadik like challenges suleta to a duel and you find out that like shadik is like legit in love Mm -hmm. with Mjarne, but too little too late shit lord she's gay now yeah <laughs> yeah she literally says that too like too little too late yeah um yeah they they fight for like to be the holder oh yeah um, because he fucks up he fucks with their company where he they like they, they're trying to get their startup going and, and in order they, to do that they had to meet like certain criteria and then they, they established new criteria yeah they made new rules for establishing a company that they wouldn't and he's like you can just be absorbed into my company. And then, yeah. and and so basically like Mjarne would be a figurehead and it's about kind of like how everyone is trying to like control her. Like instead of just giving her power, they're like, you can borrow some of my power. Right. right? Instead of just letting her be powerful and like do stuff. They're like, you can be part of my company and I promise that I let you do whatever you want. You'll just be a figurehead and like I won't, but like it'll be I can protect you. And she's like, eat my ass. <laughs> yeah, no, she totally is. And she's like, I'm gonna fucking do my own shit. And so like Suleta fights, and it's it's a house versus house, right? So it's not just Suleta yeah. fighting, it's like all the earth, but the earth kids, they're poor, they don't have mechs. So they're just like, oh, so they get wrecked like immediately. It's six versus six, and like it's like the first like 20 seconds into the fight, and then it's one versus six. Yeah. And then Suleta just like fucking mercs everybody. Well, except so like like at the end, she's like kind of doing like a one-on-one -on -one with Shadik. And oh yeah. The the all of the like all of the Earth Kids mechs, like different things were broken on different ones. So like one, the legs were like cut off, one the arms were like cut off, and one like the weapons were disabled. So you have like the three mechs, like one's holding another mech because like it can't right. use its arms <laughs> and like so and it's like your three mechs like one's using the gun and they just kind of all work together and they shoot off his little thing and they win the fight yeah so teamwork yeah team earth <laughs> Woo! um but yeah they they have to go to this like um uh they go to like a conference or something yeah it's a conference uh but the back 
the stuff that's happening in the back is Shadik is ordering a heap a hit on fucking Miori's dad. dad. Well, in in cahoots with Gwell's dad, because yeah. Gwell's like we're gonna kill Delling, which is the the Miori's dad. Miori's dad, and which is <laughs> wild. Um, so they order out a hit, but and he Shadik contacts a guy on earth on earth who's like an earth terrorist basically he's like a well yeah but he's also kind of like a handler for the earth witches yeah yeah so i mean like but basically there's like a terrorist cell that he has contacts with yeah that are the witches and so and that's where like they're on this ship they're all on this ship um and Murine and Soleta are having relationship problems and Soleta's feeling all like insecure and stuff. Oh, yeah. That was really cute and really gay. It was really cute and gay. And just to, to she she's having a hard time because people like she's totally misinterpreting everybody's like signals. Uh, well, she's feeling really insecure and like Murine is trying to like expand. So like they're hiring someone else to like also be a mech pilot and Soleta's yeah. like she's not going to need me anymore. Like, and, and the, this is part of like, Ellen is like purposely like fomenting being like your relationship with Mirna is fake. Like she's just using you to get yeah. out, get out of marrying anyone else. Like kind of thing. And then they like, the shit happens with Shadik where like, like they kind of both figure out like Shadik had like actual feelings for Mirna. So she's like insecure about that. And like, so she's like being sad, eating her non-lunch in, and she mm-hmm. is in the bathroom and Mirane like confronts her and is like, they're like hugging. And she's like, you're, you need to text me three times a day. And like, yeah, and it's really cute. And then like, be with me forever. The, she like, literally says that. Yeah. The terrorism starts. Yeah. And so the, the, the wit, the earth, the witches from earth are attacking um, the like spaceship that Delling's in. Uh, but everyone's on this spaceship. Literally, every major character is on this spaceship because yeah. Gwell is he he gets disowned, so he's running right as a laborer. He's a laborer on the spaceship. Different spaceship. I thought he was on this. He's here. No, he's he's at the big spaceship or the space station, but he's on a spaceship that was hijacked by the terrorists. Because the terrorists fly into space and they just steal this ship that's like a you know like a mining ship. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. Gwell's here. He's yeah. at the scene. Yeah. And he's captured, but like his dad doesn't know that he's there. Uh, and this is where like some fucked up, like more fucked up shit happens. So the, the space station gets attacked by the witches and uh, by the earth witches. And they have their, it's gun format. They have Gundams. Yeah. And they're, and everyone's like, fuck, they have Gundams and they're absolutely feral. Oh, right? absolutely. Nick Unhinged. was very excited. He loves unhinged characters. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I think her name is Sophie. It's one of, I don't remember. I, remember. I think one of the characters' name is Sophie. They all um, have crazy anime names. Yeah. And uh, so they're like fucking up the ship. They cut off an entire section with these big ass lasers. Uh, and they're hunting down Delling. Yeah. And Delling's with Miorne. And Delling's with Miorne. And Delling gets a fucking huge piece of shrapnel in his, in his from kidney. From protecting his daughter. Yeah. Which is wild because he's been very like, Aloof. But it, it's 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 given the like because Mirane's daughter mom died and yeah. she and he was like very cold after that and like it turned like 
it's revealed that like the reason why is because like like she, I guess it, he like abandoned his wife or something in in some dire situation and she's like why did you abandon your wife and it was because he and his wife had an agreement that if they were ever in a so situation where they were both in danger one of them had to survive to be there for me mm -hmm. so like it's revealed that like Delling really cared about his daughter the whole time yeah just kind of like in his like dumb shitty way right um and so like Mirna's like I'm gonna save you you piece of shit and then like they're so Mirna's there and then you cut to like Suleta and she's like cowering in a hallway because there's like soldiers mm -hmm. about to find her and then sus mom shows up and fucking mows them down and Suleta's like you just killed all with these like, people by the way with like eight consecutive headshots like She's all like, of bah, them bah, died bah. via headshot bah, 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 bah. <laughs> she fucking because mom is sus something's up with the mom Anyway, so like, so let us like, you just killed all these people. Like, what? <laughs> and, yeah. And the mom's like, you know, like, either I killed them or I would have lost you. And like, killing's okay. And she, yeah. and so let us like, you're right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so like, there's, there's, the mom's like, brainwashing her or something. There's something going on with the mom. And so like, Suleta, and she's like, you got to get into Ariel. So Suleta gets into Ariel and she starts like, fucking shit up. Yeah. What happens before this, though, is Guel's father realizes that I'm not like the intention is for not for me not to get off the ship. Oh, as yeah. Well. He finds out he he finds out that he's like included in the hit. Yeah. Right. So like Shadik didn't just contract for Delling to die. He's like kill off both of these guys. Yeah. And so he hops in his Delanza, which is a mobile suit. And is like, I'm going to go fucking fight these motherfuckers. Delanza sounds like a luxury vehicle. It does. It does. Uh, hard agree. And it really suits him as a character. So he he goes out and he's fighting other mobile suits, the terrorists mobile suits, not the Gundams, but the mobile suits. Yeah, there's and two Gundams. Two Gundams and probably like half a dozen mobile suits. And so he's he's doing a great job, like fucking mowing through them. Uh, and Guel is able to uh, they break out essentially like a malfun malfunction happens on the ship that Guel's on because it gets hit with a laser. Mm -hmm. And he breaks out. He hops into a terrorist mobile suit and he flies out and he's getting fucked up. Like the other Delanzas are like messing him up. And he's trying to be like, he's trying to like contact them being like, I'm not on the terrorist side. I'm this corporate guy's son. Like, stop fighting me. I was like kidnapped by terrorists. It's me, Guel, whatever his last name is. Yeah. And he's like trying to like contact it. And the other mobile suit is like ignoring him and just keeps going for him. And yeah. so he's like, I'm not going to die here. And he like stabs the other mobile suit through the middle. Right through the cockpit. Right through the cockpit. And, and it's his fucking dad. Oh, man. Oh, such a scene. I was screaming. I, I, was, I, like, know. I was like, oh, I was my like, God. Because ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. like when you're when you're watching it, all the Delanzas look the same. Yeah, they're he all doesn't like have black his Delanzas. Own, yeah, he doesn't have his own distinct one. And like, so you figure it's like just some dude. Yeah, I thought it was like, I, I mean, I got, there's a lot happening and I got confused and I thought it was one of the Gundams that was like going for him. Yeah. But it was his fucking dad. Yep. And then he just fucking he runs fucking him through. He fucking stabbed a dad. He cut his dad in half. Yeah. Um, that feel when you cut your dad in half. <laughs> yeah. He's like, is that my son? You did great, kid. Good job stabbing me. Yeah. And he's like, dad you just disowned me and I just stabbed you. <laughs> well, and you, 
it's revealed there too that like his dad's been looking for him like yeah because goel was just like i don't want to be here i'm gonna run away change his name to bob <laughs> that was the fucking stupid <laughs> like where it's like hey bob and he looks he looks like a jojo character and his name's just fucking bob yeah. you know like it's it, <laughs> but anyways we cut back to suleta who's now an aerial and she's like defending the space station from the gundams uh and she she like kicks their ass she manages to drive them off because she has this big fucking cannon yeah um and uh she detects with her like psychic powers she talks to ariel. ariel she's like ariel help me find miorne yeah and she discovers her and then it cuts to miorne who's got her down on a stretcher with his fucking piece of shrapnel in his back and one of the terrorists pop up with a, a gun know, with his with a gun ready to shoot her yeah and then fucking ariel and uh suleta bust through the wall of the space station land inside and she fucking splat just like like a goddamn mosquito smacks. And, it's, and it's like true it's not like cartoon splat where he just like is squished and disappears blood everywhere yeah it's a tremendous amount of blood and like the uh of of the terrorist and then she hops out of her gundam goes down the arm Miorine is like fucking freaking out she slips on ariel's hand yeah. into the blood yeah she, like the arrows she like slides down ariel's hand like a slide and like the hand is covered in blood and she like slides through his blood and she extends her hand toward Miorine. and it's like zero space blood so there's like little droplets like like coming off and she's just caked in blood like blood and viscera and like yeah she's just in man goo it's like absolutely not the sexy man goo, <laughs> the like traumatic man goo <laughs> and then she like puts her hand out to help she's like Mjorne. i'm here to save you and Mjorne is like murderer and that's where the series ends like that's the yeah, end the the season yeah yeah or se yeah season so, over running theory right now is that uh suleta is a manchurian candidate yes type character who is she's like been brainwashed a super killer uh and that something her, happened to the mom yeah i think the mom is like i don't think that the mom's still in the intro but we've been burned by that before that's true but that's so true. like the mom is different but the mom's kind of the same because she's still missing the same arm yeah but like there's something up with the mom she's wearing a mask yeah and like she takes off her mask she takes off her mask she looks different she looks completely different yeah she has different color hair and shit the the other thing that i'm kind of like uh i've got a, a gut feeling about is the witch's like final goal is like the quote-unquote perfect human you know what i mean like which witches like the like any of the, the, any of the witches which is which is is just a term for someone who uses a gundam not necessarily no it's people that like align with the gun format as well and like the philosophy of the gun format i don't think that's true because ellen didn't know about like the the person who made the gundam like the the that ellen used was like that's why i did it but like witches is just someone who uses a gundam well like the because we don't know if the granny, reason granny didn't use the gundams yeah she, she wasn't she wasn't called a witch they she was killed like a fucking witch but they killed her because she was making gundams but they didn't kill her because she was the witches thing came after i guess so yeah because like the the earth witches 
we don't know what their alignment is. We don't know why they're doing it. Like mm. they're they're just they're just witches because they use Gundams and they're like part of a terrorist cell. Like Zuleta is a witch because she uses a Gundam, but she works for a corporation. And Ellen was a witch because he uses a Gundam, but he was for a different corporation. And like he didn't know anything about the gun format stuff. That's true. That's true. I well. My theory is that those that align with like the gun format uh, from a philosophical perspective are trying to create like the ideal human, like the perfect human, mm -hmm. um, this kind of like perfect marriage of man and machine. Man and machine. Um, Cyborg. But like the result of that would be losing your humanity. Right. Like distinctly what humanity used to be. And opting for something different. I'm not going to think too hard about it because anime always proves me wrong. That's fair. <laughs> so very fair. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for season two. It's coming out soon. Yeah, very very soon. Um, but I'm I'm probably going to wait till it, I like to binge, so I'm just going to wait till it's all released. Yeah, and then watch it all at once. Yeah. Um, I do want to briefly just talk about the first five episodes of Gundam Wing because I did watch them, and I just like it does it. Nothing that they did makes any sense, and it's driving me bonkers. Right. Well, I mean, like lower standards, man. Like, fuck, dude. 90s anime sucks. Like 99% of okay. 90s anime sucks. First, first, like five episodes. And the, a lot of it's from the perspective of Relina, who's like, whose dad is like corporation man. Like, yeah, her dad's Jeff Bezos. And like, she is walking down the street and she sees like a guy passed out on the beach. Right. And mm -hmm. she goes up to this guy passed out on the beach and she's like, he's a teenager. He's like the same age as her. And she's, she like calls an ambulance and, <laughs> and is like, Hey, are you okay? And the ambulance shows up and he like jumps up and, and is like, get away from me. And then he goes and like roundhouse kicks both yeah. of the <laughs> emergency, <laughs> emergency services guys in the face and then drives off. He like steals the ambulance and drives off. Yeah. Like, and she, that, I was like, that's fucking weird. Okay. Next day in school, that kid is like, this is our new transfer student. Like he's in her school. And she's yeah. like, it's that kid who just, <laughs> and, and like, and then she like calls out to him and she's like, he gives him an envelope. She's like, here's an invitation to my birthday party tomorrow. And everyone claps. <laughs> and he like he takes it and he rips it in half and he's like i'll kill you and then he like wipes away her tear and like disappears <laughs> and it's like okay sure whatever and so you're at her birthday party and <laughs> and like the the shitty guy one of the, the one of her like men orbiting her one of the simps is like i saw or like i saw someone who looked like uh fuck what's his name I don't know, man. Hero. I didn't watch this one. No. I, I saw someone who looked like Hero driving, up, like because uh, he stole another ambulance. Oh, okay. <laughs> he steals another ambulance and he drives away, and he's like driving towards some like secret weapons dock or some shit, and and she's like, "I must go." So she leaves her birthday party to go like confront this kid in her class who like she thinks is a terrorist, and it's like. None of this is all insane. None of this makes fucking any sense <laughs> at all. Like, why is she doing any of this? Like, can you imagine? Like, if 
every step of this, like of her involvement, makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Right. Like I would never. One, if I if I was like, "Hey, dude, are you okay?" and he jumped up and started like punching every like <laughs> all the emergency services, I was I'd be like, "That guy's on crack." <laughs> that guy's right? not coming my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I saw him in class as a transfer student, I'd be like what the fuck is going on with this? I'll avoid the shit out of that kid. Yeah. Like I would not invite him to my birthday party. <laughs> like, and, and then if he was like, if I had to interact with him and he was like, I'll kill you. And then like lightly touched my face. I'd be like, I'm calling the police. Like, <laughs> Tell your dad, tell your powerful space cop capitalist dad, that there's a weird terrorist kid in your class who's like threatening to kill you he like threatens to kill her like three times in the first five episodes and she's just like stop <laughs> don't <laughs> don't you're not gonna kill me even though everything i've seen you do really shows me that you're gonna kill me and i'm pretty sure you're a child terrorist and there's like and all the terrorists in this universe are teenagers Hundred percent child. It's all child warfare. Anyway, that's that's as far as I got into Gundam Wing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, um, it has it has the guy in the mask that we love. Char. And well, it's he's not called Char. He's called something else. Was Char not in Gundam Wing? I thought no, he was. No, Char's in Universal Century. Oh, Gundam Wing is its own timeline. Okay. Fucking idiot. All right. No, uh, it's uh, his name is uh. Lieutenant Zex. Because oh, I made yeah, the joke Zex. because it sounds like Lieutenant Sex. <laughs> Sexy. Sexy Lieutenant Zex. Sexy Lieutenant Zexy. Um, yeah. So and then the, their mobile suits are named after like astrology. So there's like, send out the Pisces. Send out the yeah, Aquarius. Yeah. You watched some of it with me. I did, yeah. Because Sarah made me rewind the part where he's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she's like, you got us because I like I wasn't paying attention because I don't pay attention. Mm -hmm. And she she's like, Stacy, you need to look at the screen. <laughs> she like rewound it and made me watch it. Uh, yeah. So this month was really fun. It was and really fun. Big robot. We're gonna revisit big robots for sure. Yeah, for sure. This is not this is not the end of big robots. Like, cause we there's other shows that we could watch. Like, not even Evangelion. There's Gunbuster, which is the Pre predecessor like the the guy from trigger was like i love gunbuster and has is like it's yeah. based off of gunbuster there's birth which is a movie that's the predecessor for a lot of stuff and it's like a seminal anime um there's eureka seven which i don't remember being very good it but, was not very good um but like i you know we could so there's there's and then there's of course like evangelion and all the different iterations of that Next month is space. Tits out for space. Tits out for space. Uh, we are going to, because like, there's a lot of space in this one. Like Big O wasn't really space, but like Nick loves space. I do love space, but like Gundam is not a space anime. It is it, it it's occurs, space adjacent. Yeah. It occurs in space, but it's not about space, but it's not about space. Not and, really. And, but the, like they're if, watching this. It was like, let's watch some stuff about space. Yeah. And so, also, like, I have not fully ever watched Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And Nick's getting madder and madder at me the longer that this good, my affliction continues. <laughs> so we're going to do Cowboy Bebop. 
what was the other ones that I uh, Cowboy Bebop Astra or Astra whatever yeah Carolyn Tuesday lesbians we're doing a lesbian series every time now <laughs> yeah oh and Space Dandy Space Dandy well and apparently Cowboy Bebop Space Dandy Carolyn Tuesday and a like Samurai Shampoo and a bunch of other shit are all directed by the same guy yeah so like <laughs> Like we're talking about space, but it's basically we're just like watching the works of this one guy because he's like, I like space. I'm going to make shows about space and I'm going to be the only one that does it. Yeah, we, we've also got like a really nice spread of like subgenres. So like Cowboy Bebop is like got that noir vibe. Uh, yeah. And this like darker like space vibe. Western. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Carol and Tuesday is like very cute romance. Like it's barely about space. It's just set on Mars. Yeah. But it's actually, there's not a lot of space anime that aren't big mech animes. That's true. Um, the, uh, Astra one is like about survival in space, which I was very excited space, about. Space, 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 uh, space, 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 space. And then space dandy is just fucking hog wild. Go goofy. Yeah. I've seen comedy, bits and pure pieces. Comedy. Bits and pieces of Space Dandy. I have not. I, I don't think I've seen a full episode. I've seen uh, probably about half of a season, but it was back in college. And the only thing I remember is laughing my ass off. <laughs> so I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, it's it'll be good because like it's also a nice like a lot of these mech animes were very serious. Yeah. So it, it'll be nice to get back into like silly, goofy anime land. Mm hmm. Um, so look forward to that and look forward to uh, look for like follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram uh, <laughs> and look for our announcement for our live stream where we will be live streaming us making Gundams. It'll be if you're into that, you'll have a lot of fun. If you're not, you probably won't. <laughs>